0: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling.
1: You are listening to the flagship podcast with your host, Joe Lanza.
0: This show is so good that i would rather listen to my own show that i recorded an hour ago in full because then listen to that these, these people don't know what they're talking about and they're paid professionals
1: and rich rage then you listen to other wrestling podcasts now except for the ones goes. on the voice wrestling podcast network all everyone those are good but every other one's stinks and we are live here on the flagship podcast i'm rich he's joe joe what's happening
0: so, I decided to shake up the run sheet. We're doing this live show on Wednesday night.
1: Yep. Let's do it.
0: You, you have promised to talk about the Dynamite Mystery Man. And I am putting the kibosh on that. There will be no Dynamite Mystery Man talk
1: oh. in this live edition of
0: the flagship. I don't have much in this life. Okay? I've got some hardwood floors. Some nice leather furniture, a late model car, a uh, three-bedroom house. Real hardwood?
1: Real hardwood or faux hardwood?
0: We've, we've had this discussion. A, a pretty decent NFL football team <laughs> that's playing in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Other than that, I, I, I don't have much. I like to watch my dynamites unspoiled. Is it too much for a man to ask? So we're not doing that on this show. So uh, that's not going to happen. You'll get my full breakdown of whoever this mystery man is on what Tony Khan has promised the live crowd is going to be one of the greatest dynamites of all time, but I think he says that every week. On Thursday TV reviews, on the $5 tier, patreon.com slash voices of wrestling, like I do every Thursday. So you'll hear all about it in a few hours, but I'm not even in the no dopes chat room this week because... You just know that Sean Sedor is going to come in there like a bull in a china shop and just spoil everything.
1: <laughs> he will. He will. Or, I mean, or he'll, he'll ask first and then just spoil it anyway. Hey, is yeah. it okay? And then immediately, like, yeah, get, get right into it. So,
0: No. What he'll say is, and I don't know who the mystery man is, so let me just pick someone who's way out there. Um, uh, he, He'll come into the chat room and he'd be like, so apparently the mystery man is Ashante <laughs> the Adonis. <laughs> right. And then I'm apparently Tatsumi
1: Fujinami appeared on dynamite. So,
0: right. That's what he'll say. And it'll ruin my experience. So I'm not even in the chat room. And, and whenever we go live on Wednesdays, head to head with dynamite, there's like nobody in the chat
1: room. No, it's yeah. It's, it's a ghost town today. And, and, and Tony really, I mean, TK always does this to us too. And, and, you know, you could, you could look at the timeline and say that maybe he said that he was having a big announcement and then we decided we were going to do a Wednesday flagship due to some issues going on. I don't see it that way. I see that we said we we're going on Wednesday and all of a sudden we ramped up here with this special surprise, this new debut, all that sort of stuff. The best Dynamite ever, all this stuff being said to the people. So, like, okay, buddy, you won this one. You know, you can win one every so often. But, but you know, there's been weeks. There has what- been weeks where we've, we have, I believe, uh, don't quote me on this, but I believe our, uh, our, our viewers have... Uh, defeated Dynamite a few times uh, over the course. Don't don't look back at the numbers. Just trust my trust my judgment here. Um, I think we have beat them a few times. So um, you know, let it. We'll have, let we'll let them have this week because we're getting this killed this week. We're getting killed this week.
0: He counter programs. Yeah, he all does. The time. He does. I don't know what his problem is. Um, but you know, I, I, listen, the, this whole opening segment is going to sound very dated to every single person who listens to the. Uh, Uh, the streaming version or the on-demand version of the show. I I understand that. That's their fault. Yeah. Listen, get on the $10 tier and listen live, and you won't have that problem. The live listeners uh, are enjoying this segment because it's not dated at all. It's 7.35 in the PM in the central time zone on Wednesday. We're 35 minutes into Dynamite as I speak right now, and I'm not interested in the spoilers. As I said, I don't have a ton in this world, okay. Um, I, I, you know, I, I got, I, I have a few things that I enjoy. I, you know, I had a beautiful wife with tremendous breast implants and a nice home, late model vehicles.
1: Okay. Uh, you know, you, 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 when you say that you don't have much, you described a lot of things that are pretty. De- I mean, your, your team is in the Super Bowl, the big, uh, right. in fact, the big game, which we'll get to in a little bit here. Um, yes. You mentioned your wife with the beautiful breasts. That's not bad. Like that's pretty good. Hardwood floors. You didn't answer if they're faux hardwood or real hardwood. You said we talked about it before. I don't recall, but either way, that's fine.
0: Do do I seem like a man that would have fake hardwood floors? (laughs) Uh,
1: no, no. I mean, I have, uh, I have both. So I I guess that you know, I'm.
0: Depends, you know, I'm a classy guy. It depends what room you're talking about. You know, it's. But yeah, you know, but but the point here is these aren't like extravagant. Uh. I don't. I, I mean, don't, you have don't a lot of TVs. Of you life. have
1: a lot of TVs and the NFL package. I mean, that's.
0: I have ten TVs in the house, but <laughs> <laughs> four are in one room. To be fair, yes, that's only yes. six TVs in the rest of the rooms. It's not like,
1: um, and well, and, and, and here's the thing too. About- uh TVs yeah. are stupid cheap. We've talked about this before. I have they bought are. in the I don't last know why people think that's some kind of I know, yeah, cuz I
0: I don't know why people think that's some kind of extreme luxury. You can get a great TV for like $400. You
1: can, you can get a around good for the like the TV that I have now in this room that I never had a t i I have a TV in this room but it's behind me. Joe, <laughs> this is how pathetic. This room that I'm in right now has two computer monitors right here. One is the size of a normal TV. Actually, both of these are the size of a normal TV. So I have two technical TVs here. They're, they're, it's a, it's not, then I have a TV behind me, but I can't see that TV while I'm doing the show. That's behind me, Joe. So what I did is I, I bought a bookshelf yeah. and put a TV on that. So I'm in a room with four TVs alone. <laughs> in this room see
0: you've come around on being a tv guy yeah they're and cheap. and just go buy a bunch of tvs and i I'm, I'm definitely
1: considering a kitchen tv because what's happened recently is I'm, I'm subscribed to like best buy and all you know all these different electronic stores on, on email yeah. or whatever and sometimes i'll get an email and i'll click and like usually i'll just click and kind of scroll real quick well they're like all right 32 inch smart tv for 79 dollars and i'm like well i mean 79 like i have meals like on a on a weekly basis that cost 70 more than 79 dollars you know what i mean and the wife and I like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna buy a, a smart TV to do that. So I have a smart TV in the garage where, you know, I work out sometimes. And sometimes when I'm doing stuff in the garage, like a, like a man, Joe, when I'm with my tools in the garage, you know, working on the car, you know, wiping my, the oil off my hands with the rag or whatever. I like to have the TV going. So I have the TV going on there. Uh, I've brought the TV out to my deck uh, before. I've just decided I'm going to sit on my deck and watch TV so that TV can be moved there. TV here, TV in the living room, TV in the bedroom. It's just bathrooms are really the only thing that I as the last rooms in this house, uh, devoid of a TV and and uh, I can't lie I'm 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 considering it they're just so cheap why not? That's what I'm talking TV about. Guy. I'm a TV You're guy. You're a now. TV guy now. But and like you know, it, weirdly I, I, I thought I would only be a TV guy with like extravagant like nice TVs but I've now realized like you know I could just buy like four or five crappy TVs too and they're not crappy. It's the one I have here insignia yeah, 32 inch like it's mine i got it for 79 dollars.
0: that's all you need for that room listen yeah you only need expensive tvs for like the two important rooms correct like you know I, I you know you buy the 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 cheap tvs for the kids rooms for the garage or you know what you do is it's like a trickle effect right you buy a you buy a new tv for the for the living room or for the den well, then you take the TV that was in the living room or the den, and now that goes in a bedroom, and then the one that was in that bedroom now goes to a garage or the kitchen. You see, they trickle down the TVs. It's 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 uh, and then it, so you know that that's how it eventually moves. So you don't have an extravagant, state of the art television in every room. So uh, and and they're and they're not super expensive anymore. So yeah, you know, I, I'm glad to hear you're a, a a TV in the kitchen guy. That's a game changer. TV in the kitchen.
1: Yeah. So the reason would, I become, so I, I, I think bought, I'm there now is I bought a uh, one of those Google whatever the hell is I forget whatever the whatever the Google smart speaker thing is or whatever. But I got the one with the screen. Right. Right. And it yeah. plays streaming stuff. It will sh- you know you can link it you know cast YouTube on it. You can cast yeah sometimes you can cast TV on it. And I'm like all right this is cool because it's you know it's 10 inches it's fine but like I'm thinking. I think it's TV time, man. <laughs> I think we're ready for the TV here. Like it, it's, I, I'm yeah. I'm getting addicted to watching stuff while I'm cooking. I'm getting addicted to doing that. I'm, I'm thinking yes. I need this. Audio is not enough for me. I need audio and visual, Joe.
0: Doing dishes, cooking. Yeah. Oh it's yeah. Nice the other day, I,
1: I I had a lot of dishes to do, and I was like, you know what? Don't care anymore. Dishes are fun now because I, I put Cause that little thing on there, there, and I was ready to go. Yeah, it was great.
0: And with the kids, forget it, because now they'll sit in the kitchen and eat quietly because they've had their dopey YouTube. You know, so like it, it's, it's just yeah, it's a total, total game changer. Total game changer. And you get these these fire sticks and the gimmicks you're talking about. They're like thirty, forty bucks. You don't have to have like the cable.
1: Oh yeah, 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 TV. yeah. I just got these smart TVs, and I, I could I could play my cable. I'm watching my cable now because you know Xfinity have a streaming app or whatever. Yeah. I'm there. We're there. We're in. Yeah. So TVs. No, great. Voicesresting.com/slash/amazon yeah. if you're gonna buy a new TV. So.
0: Yeah. And. Voice Wrestling.com slash Patreon if you want us to be able to buy more TVs. <laughs> um, buy more TVs. I mean, my furniture finally came in my den. I don't leave that fucking room. It's a it's it's just, you know, it's just a it's a palace. Yeah, I got the, the finally got the comfortable couch in there. I got the four TVs going whenever there's sports on.
1: You got a fridge in there yet or what?
0: Yeah, I got a mini fridge. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. I, I got the mini fridge stocked with the Coke Zs. It's just <laughs> I mean it's just phenomenal. I mean, you know. But listen, okay one of
1: the f- a surprise no dopes chatroom, this is where please for Joe. Oh, you're not in the no dopes, right? I'm you're not gone. in there. You're it's gone. Like s all right you're good. I was just gonna say they I've can seen talk a surprise, about
0: whatever they want in the chat room.
1: But okay, they can talk. I if, if they're worried, you can talk in the chat room. I am here, I have watched dynamite. I'm not gonna talk, I'm not gonna respond or whatever, but you can if you want to, you, Joe, you are away from the no dopes, right?
0: I am not logging in okay.
1: to the No Dope so chat room. If you all night. feel the need that you are so inclined to in the No Dope chat room, you may. You may talk
0: about maybe it. Maybe be mindful of other listeners. <laughs> right, right,
1: right, right, right. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, but that, you can't trust that Cedar.
1: He the just problem. said, no, to be fair, in Sean Cedor, and it's his birthday, by the way, so be very nice to Sean Cedar. He says, thanks for the gift of the flagship on my birthday. You're very welcome, Sean. Yeah. Sean then followed up by saying, remember, no Dynamite spoilers. He's the cop here. He's playing cop here. Ah, I like all right. it.
0: I, I'm, I, all right. Maybe I'm killing him for no reason. Yeah, loose lips uh, sink uh,
1: ships is what Sean says. He's absolutely I right. Will, there you go.
0: That's true. I will tell him happy birthday tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> that's very inside. But, you know... I'm not going to even go in the chat room because you can't trust these people. You know?
1: You, you got to stay away. Going. Yeah. That, yeah. Just in case. But I, it's it's happened and I think we're probably past it. But Tatsunei Fujinami did debut uh, for All Elite Wrestling. And wow. It is. Um, Fujinami? Yeah. Fujinami. Yeah. It's incredible. And he
0: faced the bouncer. <laughs> yeah,
1: the,
0: very inside as well. <laughs> um, you can hear all about that on November to Remember. On patreon.com. What Incredible.
1: effort? What was the effort level of Fujinami on that? I I, I don't remember if you talked There's about no it.
0: There's no tape. There's no tape. Yeah. Hey, if someone has tape it that, I'd love to see that it. That had to
1: be like the lowest effort, right? There's no well, all, way. Well,
0: all you need to know is the still photos that exist. <laughs> He's wearing dress pants and a button up. Incredible. He just wanted to get photos for the Japanese magazine. Sure. So, um, you know, he wasn't even. I, it, it's listed as a match, but I'm sure it was one of those things that's more.
1: A guy an comes out, he that. maybe beats him down or real quick or something like that. So
0: yeah. Yeah, but again, if you want the full story, November to Remember. Yes.
1: Patreon.com yeah. says he
0: is like episode one or two or something like that. But um, which you can catch up on quickly because I don't exactly pump those out with uh <laughs> with lightning fast speeds. But uh what are we on, like 19 though, or something? Uh they're, they're-
1: Yeah, they're coming. They're coming. They're, they're going. um... Yeah. Your plan of getting no. all of ECW, I mean, that's gonna be a while. I don't. Uh, the no, rate you're going, someone know. you you might pass away, and someone's gonna have to like carry the torch for like the last year of ECW. No, no, no. I've got
0: I've got some stuff recorded already. Okay, just, okay. Like, it, it's kind of like I'm trying to build up a cat. I'm trying to get it to where I have a bunch of them in the can. Sure. And then I just pump. I'll just post them up every. That's
1: day. the best way to do it. Yeah, because because right now the pace you're on is like. You're going to pass away, and I'm going to be like, all right, in Joe's stead, I'm going to finish 2001 ECW. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, right, let's take a look at this. It's me ECW and Alan. Like, you know, Alan has to do it. It's yeah. me and Alan. We're just grizzled old people. Alan's got 12 kids or something like that. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, <laughs> What you think it is?
0: ECW on TNN from <laughs> right, January 99? Right. Pine Bluff,
1: Arkansas. Alan, can you believe it? It's all ending here, you know.
0: Yeah, but, uh, but, but no, do what you must in the chat. I, listen, when we record on Wednesdays or when we go live on Wednesdays, I like to end this. Everyone's asleep by the time we're done. I like to go downstairs, make myself something to eat, sit in front of one of my 10 TVs, and just watch the dynamite in the peace and quiet of everyone being asleep. Take my notes for the Thursday TV reviews. And if I know the spoilers, it's, it's going to ruin the experience for me, and it's going to affect my review. Cause you know I, I have to. I like to be in the moment when I'm watching the show, you know. So, um, yeah, that. So that's why. So scratch that from the run sheet. We're not. We're not doing that. Okay. I knew. I knew we weren't doing it all day, but I. You know. I. Yeah, that's fair.
1: That's fair. I. I we, if, we, a lot of people were not quite sure what we were going to. Uh, yeah. Uh, do here, but.
0: Uh, well, I was okay. If I, I was, I was okay with people thinking we were going to do it. Sure. That might draw sure. a buy or two, you know. So yeah, I wasn't going to like you know blow up the spot. At at three o'clock in the afternoon but you know but yeah so uh other than that though there's like nothing to talk about no this
1: is this is a a a very very interesting week this is a throwback to the classic flagships If people do not remember before um the other surprises here it is stan lane wow (laughs) wow (laughs) oh listen (laughs) stan lane and tatsumi fujinami wow what pickups two legends in the sport wow Bravo! Be okay with
0: that, Stan Lane's plausible. I could see him coming out with. A
1: TR. <laughs> right, yeah, I, that's see, like Fujinami. That you know, obviously, I'm joking about that. You don't know. I could be t- completely truthful about. Apparently, I, Wallace Stanfield Lane. I didn't know that was.
0: I guarantee you, Stan Lane, is still in top peak physical condition. Oh yeah,
1: I saw a picture of him recently. He looks fantastic. He looks still pretty damn good.
0: And I'm sure he's slaying puss all over whatever <laughs> state he lives in. I'm sure that's the case for sweet stan um there's no doubt about it but uh
1: um, <laughs> remember when he joined wwf they had him get that dumb haircut and his stupid little earrings
0: oh when he was doing commentary <laughs> yes yeah, so well boring. you know you know okay another plug for jovember you know that that ruined an ecw run yes like yeah 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 maybe it, you know it now because you listen to jovember so uh there you go details on November to remember number whatever fucking number that was <laughs> 15 <laughs> let's go with that so. let's go with 15 i don't know if it's 15 but, uh,
1: um, uh, there you go yeah. yeah so okay so there's not much to talk about this is a weird week and, and we used to have these weeks all the time back in the, the early days of the show the eight <laughs> seven eight years ago before aw existed before WWE lost their goddamn mind uh it used to be weeks where we're like I don't know. We'll just talk about whatever. You know what I mean? That's basically when we started doing rich recommend matches to each other. It was like, there's not enough to talk about this week. So let's just watch old classic matches and talk about them or whatever. So, um, we haven't had one of these in years because there's always been something going on. Someone's getting fired. Um, someone's doing this. Someone's doing that. AEW has got a, a surprise or that like if we were doing the show tomorrow. Like, All we'd probably talk for two hours about these surprises, Stan Lane and Tetsumi Fujinami and then like the rest would you know, would fill out the rest with all this other crap it'd be fine, but no, we're recording this on a Wednesday, we're recording this before Dynamite or as Dynamite's going on, so then we're just screwed with what we're going to talk about, WWE wasn't weird this week, they didn't fire anybody this week so there's nothing to talk about there, Uh, so we're just going to do a bunch of random shit, and it's going to be fun, because I I used to like these shows, where we do these quick hitter topics, uh, about a bunch of different things, and um you know, we, we're we're going to do retro at the end. There's there's some retro content we want to do. But Joe, I do have one question uh, for you. It's not a boun- it's not a bounce around Japan something like that. Okay, I would okay. I, I wanted to ask where were you 22 years ago? Where was Joe Lanza 22 years ago?
0: 22 years ago, I was preparing for another for another Rams Super Bowl. Super Bowl 34. Getting ready for Rams
1: Titans. Oh, wow, you know, yeah, you, you Rams um, fans bitching and moaning here. Look at this.
0: New what do you mean, bitch? I've, I don't bitch in moments. No, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> You've,
1: had I, I, good. You've had a very good do, run, yes.
0: Hold on a second. Do I do that? No, I don't think, I I think
1: you just say sports um, are stupid and you hate them and you hate Tom Brady. But... Well,
0: sports are pain. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> they are.
0: 22 years ago, I was preparing for a Rams Super Bowl win, and it's been 22 years since we won one. But this is the third one we've been to, so I can't. I mean, imagine being a Lions fan or a Browns fan or something or a Vikings fan. You know what I mean? So it's like you have to keep these things in perspective. But uh and we had some really horrible years in between, you know, the March years and the and the McVeigh years. You have to give me that. I mean there were some brutal oh, years. Oh, there
1: were some brutal, yeah. Some of those Fisher years or whatever were pretty... one win
0: one win seasons, two win seasons. Yeah, I guess yeah. And I, I so...
1: those are pretty brutal. There there was the, the the string of seven and nine seasons were pretty uh
0: the Fisher years, were yeah, those are
1: <laughs> those were just and, like the weird. Like so you're not, you're just like, ah, oh god, we're just kind of. Well, I gotta tell
0: you, I was like, I was happy just to be on the playoff chart in those years, like in the in the hunt column. Of yeah, the oh
1: yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: like I was just happy for that because during like the uh, you know Steve Spagnola and. um <sighs> And Scott Linehan, like during those years, we would win like you know two games a year, and we wouldn't even sniff the in the hunt chart. So Fisher at least got us into the in the hunt. True, column. true. Put some
1: respectability back in the Rams' uh, name.
0: Yeah, so. we wouldn't get eliminated till like week sixteen, which to me was like, oh, this is great, you know. But you know, yeah. Now the last five, the last half decade has obviously been very good. Um, if we win on Sunday, th- then you know they've been especially good, and then. You, at that point, as a fan, you don't, you don't have a right to complain for at least another decade. That's, I think if you win a Super Bowl and you were in two Super Bowls within a five-year period and you win one of them and you win division titles every year, you can't you, your team can stink for the next decade and you have no right to complain. No right to complain. So anyway, 22 years ago, I was getting ready for the Rams to beat the Titans. In Super Bowl 34, to answer your question.
1: There you go. Well, you were also, uh, and this is uh, tomorrow, so people that are listening to this on, on Thursday, it'd be our true day. I had this ready to go, but unfortunately recorded on a Wednesday before this. But uh, 22 years ago tomorrow, the 10th, your Cincinnati Reds acquired Ken Griffey Jr. Do you remember that? What you we were feeling in that moment?
0: I do. I, I went out and bought the Sports Illustrated that week, back when print magazines existed. And uh you know, I have, I still have that. Uh, I, every now and then, I read the article on how the trade came together. And you know, we don't have time to do it. Well, actually, we do have time to do that today, but we're not going to do that.
1: I was going to say you could literally get that sports and read it. You would love that, like yeah, if word for that. word. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. not against it. I'm um, not. If you want to do it, I'm down. It's up to you. So.
0: I, you should hunt it down. You would love that, like how the trade came together.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've listened to a few podcasts about it. There was this uh, one called "The Kid" that was really good. But yeah, it's yeah. it's it's pretty wild how it all went down and 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 how it all came to be and just what if, for people that don't remember. I mean, obviously the the Cincinnati Reds' Ken Griffey era did not go great. Is probably uh, the best way to put it. Um, but at the time, it was like one of the biggest sports transactions, like. Ever, you know what I mean? It was Seismic. it was Seismic. it was Cangrif Jr. in the year two thousand, and he had just strung yeah. together like a decade of being like one of the greatest players in the league, like just the the, the face of baseball, one of the coolest dudes in baseball yeah. too. Great swing, project. I mean, like baseball rarely had guys this cool. I mean, he was like one of the first, like in the sense of like cool. You, you know, not just like cool because you know he's good or cool because like truly like every generation of people thought this guy was cool as fuck you know what i mean like he had the backwards yeah. hat he he looked cool nike made shoes of him like that just didn't happen for for baseball i mean he was the michael and jordan he, and of he baseball. Wasn't,
0: and he wasn't an asshole right
1: he was a good dude and, yeah. and and nobody had a bad thing to say about him and and yeah so he was just incredible for all those years and then uh, and
0: he grew up and he was born and raised in cincinnati he, because his father was on those great big red machine team so he was also coming home
1: yeah yeah is a, a, a huge deal and yeah he he had by the way he had led the league in home runs three years in a row you know yeah. 56 and 97 56 and 98 and 48 and 99 and you know that kind of gets lost in in a lot of the other stuff going on with uh you know the steroids and and all that sort of stuff but yeah i mean this is a dude that's still elite elite level and yeah there was also not that steroid thing about him either he, he, because even while Maguire and Sosa was going on. never a steroid on, cloud.
0: Never people, a steroid cloud around yeah. him.
1: because look at, I mean, look at the guy. It's like, if he's yeah. using steroids, well, okay. But he it sure doesn't, because the guys that were using steroids, you could see them and they're like, oh my God, like, why is Sammy Sosa the size of a boulder? And it's like, yeah, well, because, yeah, you know, that, why is, you know, why is yeah. Mark Maguire's forehead protruding from his hat? Well, uh, you know, that's yeah. why. But like, so yeah, it was like.
0: I mean, Maguire had it in his
1: locker. <laughs> Andrew, in his locker, yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, Maguire, what's that? I don't know. <laughs> That's uh, sure. a
0: supplement. That's uh, a supplement. <laughs> right, right. Then, then then the reporters looked it up and it was like <laughs> It was
1: not a supplement. Yeah. It very wasn't.
0: powerful steroid that he had in his locker. Yeah.
1: For but. sure. But uh, yeah, so there there was that. But yeah, so it was like a huge deal. It's like, oh my god, Griffey is he's gonna be in prime time. He's in Cincinnati, he's on the quote unquote east coast of the Midwest or whatever. He's going to his hometown team or whatever. He's one of the greatest players ever. Like just this incredible stuff going on. And then obviously the uh the run did not go well. Joe did not uh, go well, but uh, yeah, it was. If people, it was a cultural like phenomenon, like you said. Like it, it was one of those things that you couldn't a believe that the Mariners would ever trade Ken Griffey Jr. because guys like that just never get traded, and you couldn't believe. Okay, if they had to trade him, wow, they brought it to like you know he went to his hometown, Cincinnati Reds or whatever. And That was your team. Uh, I just can't imagine the, the the intrigue and the and the excitement. Uh, in Cincinnati, especially when you traded Mike Cameron and Brett Tomko and a bunch of, you know what I mean? It was like nobody to get him either, which was nuts. Like, I remember the uh, the White Sox had Mike Cameron uh, and traded him for Paul Canerico, and I remember being so pissed when they traded, you know, when, when the, I was like, all they had to do was trade Mike Cameron to get Carefree Jr. This is bullshit, you know? I'm thinking if we get Paul Canerica, who obviously at that time was nothing, you know, Paul Canerica would end up becoming like a World Series hero and all that sort of stuff, but at the time, like, are you shitting me? They got they got Carefree Jr. for Mike Cameron and Brett Tomko? This is bullshit. Like, I hate this. Like, I was upset as a White Sox fan, thinking, man, like, one of the key pieces of this deal, we traded for some... Dude, like, what are we doing here? So, yeah, it was it was, it was crazy. It was a crazy, crazy thing. Yeah, I, I just I just stumbled upon that being you know 22 years to the day, uh, February 10th, 2000 was when that trade went down. So,
0: well, he had a great first season in Cincinnati in 2000. He he played legitimately, played great. Then he just couldn't stay healthy. He didn't play one full season the entire run. He had two other 30 home run seasons, but again, they were you know he was constantly in and out of the lineup. The problem is he turned 30 the year they traded for him. And you we kind of talked about he wasn't a steroid guy, but he also wasn't a fitness guy. And he was always a little pudgy, or he was starting to get pudgy. And then by the time he got to Cincinnati and hit his 30s, he really started to pack on a lot of weight. And he was never like a fatso, but he, he definitely started to pack on some weight. And he was constantly getting hurt. He almost immediately was no longer an effective center fielder. And when he was in Seattle, he was the best center fielder in baseball. I mean, well, maybe the, you know,
1: Devon White, Andrew Jones. There were other.
0: He was a very good center let's Put it that way, Gold Glove level, legit, not fake Gold Gloves, but you know, earning them. Um, but he lost a lot of that. And then there was, you know, he refused it because you know how you know. Look, he's a Hall of Fame athlete. He didn't want to admit that he couldn't play center field anymore. So they couldn't get him to agree to move to right field until the very tail end before we traded him to the White Sox, ironically enough. We put him back
1: in center field, by the way, if you were wondering. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, Jr. yes. They were like, well, we can't in good conscience put him in, in anything but center field. I'm like, the Reds have just done that for eight years. Like, It's okay. Put him in right field, for God's sake. It so It took the Reds like
0: eight, seven or eight years to convince him to move to right field. And um, and then they trade him to the White Sox. They put him right back in
1: center. Field. <laughs> he started the uh, the uh, the one sixty three, the one hundred sixty third game of the year, uh, where the White Sox tied the Twins, uh, yeah, for the Central. He started in center field that game. Thank God they got him out. He he had a good throw. He had a good throw from center field. Actually got a guy out at the plate. It was a pretty important play. Then they got him out in the ninth inning. Thank God and put uh, a guy named Brian Anderson in there who was a great defensive oh, yeah, center yeah. fielder. Yeah, Brian. And yeah, a ball gets hit to center field. Brianerson lays out, catches it. And that's how they win the game. And I'm like, oh my God, if that was Griffey, like <laughs> they're yeah. scoring so many runs. If that's kind of junior. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was one of these things where they're like, well, it's kind junior. He has to play center field. That's like, no, he, he doesn't. Though. He, he really doesn't. He, he no, it was needs ugly. to be in right. So he, uh, not
0: only was he no longer a good enough athlete to play center field, um, The injuries, like my my lasting memories of Ken Griffey Jr. in a red uniform is pulling hamstrings like every season. He would constantly pull his hamstrings and failing to get the balls in the gap and then lightly jogging after them because he couldn't run at a full sprint anymore without tearing a hamstring. So I don't have fond memories of Ken Griffey Jr. And to me, he's a Seattle Mariner and will always be a Seattle Mariner. But there's Reds fans who still idolize this guy, and I never quite understood that because he didn't have good years there. The team was never good. The entire thing was a failure at the end of the day, trading for him, bringing him in, and they weren't good any of those years. The year before the Reds brought him in, they got to game 163. Remember, they lost the Mets. So they were a good team in 99. And then uh, they were terrible for his entire tenure, and they were right back in the playoffs the year after they traded. <laughs>
1: Here he left. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so it's like they were good before he got there, and then they they were good. You know, then the Votto years came, uh, the Votto, Jay Bruce, Johnny Cueto years came after they traded him. So my fond memories are with those teams. I, I, the 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 Griffey years, uh, you know. I don't have fond memories of it. I don't have fond memories of Griffey. In fact, for most of that tenure, I really didn't even like the guy because he couldn't stay on the field. Uh, He didn't, a lot of those years, he didn't even play well when he did play. He had a couple good years here and there. So I have no reverence for Ken Griffey as a Reds fan. And a lot of Reds fans still do. And I know he hit his, well, I guess his 500th home run in Cincinnati, maybe his 600th too. I think
1: 600. Yeah, I believe it was 600. Because he did one of them on Father's Day. I forget which one that was. Maybe the 500 or or whatever. But yeah, it was a cool moment. There was was a few cool moments in between all the other. um, He might have
0: hit four, five, and six in Cincinnati.
1: (sighs) He may have. Yeah. I mean, he had good counting stats.
0: See, now you know that normally I would know this stuff, but I don't. I have no
1: yeah, no reverence, hear. no reverence yeah. for him at all. Yeah,
0: like I should know this stuff because it's you. I know everything else, but I, I, you know. And, so. and
1: Jay Mole puts up a a great point in the in in the chat, uh, the notos chat room as well. of people that weren't alive at this time too, so the Reds were good. Then Griffey goes to them, and it's like, oh my god, they're getting one of the best players in the league or whatever, and yeah. Seattle's losing one of the best players in the league. And then they went on to like you know in two thousand one when like the most games in like yeah. major league baseball history the year after they lost Griffey and then they would lose the next in two thousand they would lose Alex Rodriguez so it's like all right well this team has lost Randy Johnson Ken Griffey Jr. and Alex Rodriguez they're done oh wait they just won like one hundred eighteen games yeah you know like the, with the Brett Ichiro. Boone and Ichiro so it's like the what? Ichiro version <laughs> yeah yeah that's true they lost
0: three Hall of Famers. And a year later, they, they broke the record for wins in a season. Now, they, they didn't win the World yeah, Series. Yeah, yeah, they,
1: but... they blew it in the first... Uh, not the first, I think they got to the second round, but...
0: Yeah, but yeah, yeah, the Ichiro, Brett Boone, who else was on that team? Edgar Martinez was still there.
1: Yes, um, yeah.
0: And whoever else was on that team, I can't remember anymore, but... uh but yeah, so you know that was the Griffey trade. And then we traded him to the White Sox. Do you remember without looking who the White Sox traded for? Ken of
1: course, Griffey Danny Rishar, I believe. And, and uh, man, the other guy
0: actually was useful for the Reds.
1: Oh, uh, uh, Nick Bassett, right?
0: Nick Massett,
1: or yeah, Massett. I said Bassett. There was there was a Chris Bassett. Sorry, there was a Chris Bassett who was on the White Sox. It was Nick Massett. Yes.
0: Yeah, Nick Massett, who was a useful, uh, you know seventh eighth inning reliever for those yeah. er, early Vado teams before he eventually flamed out. Uh Danny Richard uh did not work out. But uh <laughs> no. to get to get anything for the husk of Ken Griffey Jr. at that point was uh was fine, but uh for 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 a guy who's one of the greatest players of all time, he didn't uh, he, he didn't the players he was traded for. Yeah, you would never
1: think. Yeah, in. it's it's Brett Tomko, Mike Cameron, Danny Rashard, and, and Nick, Nick, Nick Mastik. Yeah, now, Mike was, Cameron
0: was a nice player. Yeah, oh, I mean, Cameron was good, yeah. He was a nice player. But, um, in fact, what was Cameron? This, is good, this will be interesting. I'm pretty sure that
1: Cameron way. did have a better year, or better, like, couple of years. <laughs> there was a year where Cameron was really, really good on the Mariners.
0: Let's do Mike Cameron's war. From let's just have some fun with this, and then we'll do some wrestling. So, what was Mike Cameron's war from 2000 till 2011? He had,
1: uh, oh man, yeah, because then he, he went to the brewers and was pretty good for a while. And
0: so, he was worth 35 war after the trade. Let's check Griffey now, it'll probably be a little higher, but maybe not as much as people think. Griffey from 2000 on was worth wow thirteen. Yikes. So Mike Cameron, <laughs> Mike Cameron. I wasn't even expecting that because I thought those you know
1: Cameron was good. He had a couple. He had those Mike Brewers Cameron years. Was like he was player. solid as hell yeah. until the yeah early 2000s, basically, or the the late 2000s. He was still solid. You know
0: what kills Griffey here? He has his defensive war totally crushes him in those years. <laughs> yeah. It dragged, and and Cameron was Cameron like a was a great defender. Yeah, one player. of the best center
1: fielders in the league. And
0: effort. he was a useful offensive player. So Mike Cameron ended up being worth about twenty to twenty two wins above replacement over Ken Griffey Jr. after the trade. Nuts. Yeah. So that's why I hold no real reverence for Ken Griffey. As a <laughs> for sure. For sure. For sure. And and God. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to like Astro games when they're playing the Reds, and fucking Ken Griffey shirtsy guy sits right next to me. <laughs> and- right, right. Yeah, you know, i got to hear about fucking Griffey, and I don't want to hear about, ah, this Joey Votto walks too much, but let me tell you about Ken Griffey. I'm like, oh, <laughs> mean,
1: like tell me about Ken Griffey, tell me. About
0: There's nothing you can tell yeah. me about Ken Griffey that I don't Holding
1: know. his knee in a limp position as he's, you know, collapsing on his way to first base. Yeah, that, that's the lasting memory I have of, yeah, like you said, every time he'd run to first, holding the hamstring, and then the one time where he just, I forget, his knee just exploded. Uh, That's
0: Red's Griffey. Look, he's yeah. a Mariner. He's an all-time great, but he's a fucking Mariner. They
1: have, and they have retroactive. I believe, like he's at the Hall of Fame. It's a Mariner thing. The Mariners have re-embraced him. He ended his career in Seattle, so it all kind of worked out. Uh, for, I, I, I think in the end, but I think most people do. Yeah, yeah
0: it. well, these Reds fans try to claim him. And I'm yeah,
1: like, now nah, oh, you guys got enough. You don't need. You don't need Ken Griffey Jr. You no, got
0: he's not ours. He belongs to the Mariners.
1: That's all there is to. You got Johnny Bench, you got, you got you got Joey Votto, you got a bunch of other people. You can have Adam Dunn, you got Adam Dunn, too. Yeah, yeah, you got all of the big red, big red machine. Red? <laughs> Literally, the, name you? any of the big red machine, you got him. That, that you know, that's fine. So. And
0: Griffey's old man was a was a very good player. That that, you know, obviously overshadowed by his son, but um, you know, he he was an excellent player. You know, I, again, um, Let's see, uh, a 35 war player over the course of his career. Yeah. But remember, he, he played till he was like 42. So if you just take his, you know, his, his prime or whatever, he was with the Reds for like eight years and he was worth 25 war with the Reds during the Big Red Machine days. So, uh, you know, his father was that. Did you know his father, Ken Griffey, was, I, I want to make sure I get the story right. But he was supposed to, oh, that's what it was. So he was a very good high school football player, and he was recruited by Marshall, and he would have been on the plane, and there would be no Ken Griffey Oh, Jr. that's
1: right. Yeah, I, I have heard that story. That's nuts.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's a little interesting butterfly effect kind of deal. If he would have went to Marshall to play football, he would have died in the plane crash, and there'd be Crazy. no Ken Griffey Jr. But I mean... Those things are dumb anyway, because if he went to Marshall to play football, he may have never banged Ken Griffey Jr.'s mother, you know,
1: his whole That's life. Sure, right, right, right. A lot of things would have changed. Yes. A lot of things would have possibly changed.
0: So. You know. Still still a cool story, though.
1: Yeah, definitely. So there you go. I just I just saw that and was like, oh man, I gotta talk to Joe about uh about that, especially on a show where we have nothing to talk about. But uh we'll find some stuff here. So let's let's talk professional wrestling and we'll start with KG Mudo and and, Joe, this 6-year-old man... About,
0: talk about playing too long.
1: Yeah, this 6-year-old man, it's believe it or not, away. has a bulky hip, Joe. KG Muto uh, had a press conference this week. Him and Naomi and, and Chimera Fuji had a press conference announcing that they are vacating the GHC tag team titles due to Muto suffering from a left hip injury. Uh, this is the report from F4WOnline.com. Brian Rose, I believe, wrote this up for former... Wrestling uh, staff member Brian Rose says, quote, Muto said that while he had hip issues for a while, they worsened at Noah's Budokan Hall show that took place on January 1st. He also said that he needed to take a painkiller injection before his match at the Noah vs. New Japan card that took place on Yokohama Arena on January 8th. Muto, who turned 60 in December, said during the conference that he will return and wants to become GHC national champion. (laughs) So that's, (sighs) Jesus Christ, (laughs) the nerve of this guy.
0: Makes you sick, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, okay, in one respect, and we were talking about this on our Discord, com slash Discord, by the way, Uh we were talking about this of, like, it does make me sick, but it's also, like, dude, if you can get a company to let you do this and, like, be able, like... And Mudo, ha- like, I... He's kind of the same way as Randy Orton is for me, where there was a while where I was like, I fucking hate Randy Orton. Like, that guy stinks, that guy sucks, or whatever. Or Kevin Nash, kind of the same way. And then I've come to realize, like... As, as so many wrestlers are not workers anymore, and so many wrestlers aren't wrestlers, you know, the, the the politicking and stuff is down to a minimum, and guys will just do whatever you tell them to do, and they'll lose to anybody you tell them to lose to, I do kind of respect these guys that are just straight-up hustlers, like Randy Orton, who just does the bare minimum and gets the most money out of it, Kevin Nash, same style with him, and Keiji Muto, it's just like... He has the ability to just say whatever he wants, and these companies will lay down and die and let him do whatever the hell he wants to do. And it's just so incredible. This entire run that he's had in Noah, they just, you know, push this guy and push this guy and push this guy, gave him titles, gave him wins, did this sort of thing, beat Kiyomiya. We'll talk about all that, but like, you know, yeah, he, he's allowed to get away with it. So why would he ever stop doing this? Why would he not say, "Yeah, when I come back, I want to win the GHC national title." And if he does come back, they probably will give him the title because he's muto and he's he's somehow earned that in 2022 with these modern companies that still will lay over and die for him. But uh,
0: yeah. I've never once blamed him. I mean, yeah, if they're gonna push him and pay him. Give <laughs> him a yeah. I mean, and he's muto and he's always had the giant ego and and. You know, and yeah, none it,
1: of this it, is a surprise. I mean, this is Muto. And, and
0: I'll blame him because you know look, you've seen the quotes in my stories behind the paywall. Patreon.com slash Wrestling. You know, the quotes from inside the locker room. And you know, he's Muto san and you do not tell Muto san no. Those are direct quotes. And it's just accepted. What he wants, he gets. You run it by him. If he vetoes something, then no sawa goes with whatever Muto's desires are. That's just the way it is. You know, it's... uh, This is nothing new in pro wrestling. You know, Hulk Hogan, you know, threw his weight around until uh, the end of his career. Any big star... And it's changing a little now, I think, with the newer generations. Uh, you know, Yeah, they're not the
1: same. Like I said, they're not the same type of workers in that sense. And even no. like even like a Randy Orton, who I said is like, you know, I, I mentioned him alongside a Kevin Nash and a Keiji Muto or whatever. Randy Orton doesn't really give a shit. You can have him lose all you want. Yeah. He's not going to care about that sort of thing. He's not going to care about titles or losing. He's just going to do whatever he can to get paid and do the most minimum thing or whatever. That that style of worker, like you're talking about the guy that, you know, comes in and, well, I need to win and I need this and this is what I need to do. All that sort of – those guys, I, I mean, they really they really just don't exist anymore.
0: Most poli- th- that level of politicking is is really – you know, you, it, it's – look, we've heard stories about Brock Lesnar turning things down and whatnot. But at the end of the day, he comes in and he's done plenty of jobs. He's done plenty of jobs. I'm sure there's been things that he's turned down, Uh, but you know, someone like Roman Reigns is not demanding that he never lose. Even though, again, I'm sure he has ideas, and I'm sure his voice is heard in the room. Um, You know, so you know, Tanahashi is a guy who obviously New Japan respects and they listen to him, and he gets his way on some things. But again, it's not the same level of politicking and and you know, carny bullshit and doing whatever it takes to preserve your time at the top and not putting anybody over. And that's the big thing, not putting anybody over because Hogan never wanted to put anybody over. Uh, Muto never wants to put anybody over. And, you know, that's what you don't see from your Tanahashi's and your modern aging veterans. Tanahashi, I mean, he's responsible for getting Okada over, you know. And, And without that, who knows if New Japan is where they are right now. You know, when it, you know, Lesnar has done jobs, you know, I think it's more, the office does, wants Lesnar
1: winning. Right, jobs. right, right. I think Lesnar, if, if you told him, as long as you cut that check, and we've said that before, Les I mean, Lesnar lost his first, the, the, the return match that he had in WWE, he lost. Remember, he lost to John Cena, and it's like. You know, that, that, at the, and that time, he was like the big. I mean, that was when he was fresh off the yeah. UFC thing at his biggest peak or whatever. If Brock Lesnar cared about doing jobs, he would not have lost to John Cena in his debut. But he looked at the check and said, sure, cool, do whatever you guys want. I'll bust my ass, r- cut that check. Make sure it cashes and I'm good. I'll do whatever you want. And that's always been his MO. But like you said, yeah, the office does not want to. But I really truly don't think if you presented, hey, Brock, would you mind losing to, you know, Roman or whatever, he's going to say, yeah, sure, I don't give a shit. Like, who cares? You know, cut that check. Let's go. Yeah.
0: Provided it's a good idea and it's someone he respects and all that. Now, we've heard stories about Lesnar, uh, you know, during this, uh, you know, ever since the, the return, which has now been like a decade where he's been in and out, where, you know, he's turned some things down or, or maybe like, uh, like what, like with Moxley saying that Lesnar didn't really want to work hard with him at that one WrestleMania. Was it WrestleMania or was it? The yeah,
1: Summer yeah. They, they, I think they had a WrestleMania match,
0: and he was disappointed because Lesnar wouldn't wasn't open to his ideas and kind of just wanted to moonwalk through the match. It's not like Lesnar's a saint, but we're talking about a different level of politicking and keeping yourself on top when you're talking about guys like Muto and Hulk Hogan and some others throughout the years. Um, so, and that's what Muto is. I mean, and. You know, we've talked a lot about, you know, the Kato Kiyomiya stuff and 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 how we were always side eyeing this situation and very skeptical that one day he would eventually put the kid over. And he's beaten him so many times now that my opinion is even if Kiyomiya had gotten a big win on him or gets a big win on him, I don't even think it's going to matter that much because Muto has completely and thoroughly dominated him. There was the story I wrote about where Muto insisted on being introduced after Kiyomiya at Wrestle Kingdom night three on the joint show, which is, again, a little – Muto didn't want to be presented as beneath Kiyomiya in any way whatsoever. It's been 60, by the way. way. It's been 60. You know, and, and they had to change the production of the show last minute because Muto wouldn't make his entrance unless it was after Kiyomiya. And then Muto didn't like a lot of Tanahashi's ideas for the match. You know, Tanahashi, thinking logically, like someone who is interested in getting new people over, said, hey, look, let's give the hot tag to Kiyomiya. Uh, Oh, no, Muto-san, oh, no, 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 I'm getting the hot tag. Okay, you're you're beating him down, and I'm taking the hot tag in this thing. And, you know, if you're Tanahashi, this isn't your fucking business or your problem, so you shrug your shoulders and you say, all right, well, whatever, you know, I— I, I, you know, it's. I'm going back to New Japan after this, so it doesn't matter to me. And Muto gets his way because the the Noah office gives Muto his way because Nosawa feels like he owes Muto a lot. Muto took care of him years ago. Muto's a legend. They feel like Muto has made a huge difference for their business. And Muto's an old school politicker, and even at his age, he's just not interested in getting anyone over but himself. And
1: <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> I'm looking at his singles matches in Noah. This is a Richie bloodbath. It's a bloodbath. I didn't remember this. I thought that. I thought that. I think. I thought we were overstating it a little bit with Mudo, just because you and I aren't big Mudo guys, or we're kind of just like, ah, you know, it's. Well,
0: it's, it's because our, our big thing is the matches fucking stink because he can't move.
1: Yes. Correct. And,
0: and we're also a show and analysts who look at this from we always look at business. On top of every, like, we always work business into our analysis, and we just know from doing this that this was very shaky and a bad idea to have this guy run through your roster, especially Kiyomiya. Um
1: Right, whatever short-term yeah. games you were going to get from it, probably not worth it in the long term.
0: But look, exactly. But had the matches been better, I don't know if we'd be as hard on it, but now we have to sit through these awful matches on top of this guy. <laughs> yeah burning through the roster you know what i mean but anyway go ahead and
1: make your yeah points. so so okay so he, we'll, we'll start his official run in noah uh august of 2020 is that fine he he did in november 2019 hell you know what let's count november 2019 let's do it great Muto defeats now michi Fuji. okay boom all right it, it, who cares
0: maru isn't really a it, it, who, it, that's all right it's a one-off match
1: yeah it was battle maru- of the, battle of the aesthetics it's great mudo. it's 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 the
0: uh marifuji who yeah is it, the last remaining noah legend from the from the from the from the old green mat and marifuji is a guy who's the complete opposite of muto he's not he don't want to be pushed marifuji just like my body's in pain <laughs> right i don't want to do shit yeah. <laughs> just put me in the mid card occasionally
1: they have to make him win a title and he's just like all right fine yeah <laughs> like-
0: so I could totally that that result is
1: fine. Yeah, that's anyway. that one's fine. All right, so August of 2020, he appears again. Now that's his full his his new run here uh, in Pro Wrestling Noah. His first, technically, his first run, quote unquote, uh, in Noah. Uh, Kijimoto defeats Kaito Kiyomiya on the Noah 20th Anniversary Show.
0: Okay, no problem. As long as Ki- then we 20th it Anniversary the
1: Tour. It's 20th Anniversary Tour, not not the actual 20th Anniversary Show. But yeah, he beats Kiyomiya. 27 minutes long match quote-unquote grueling match, if you want to call it the grueling for me, I guess, but some people would call it a grueling match, but Keiji Muto defeats Kiyomiya 27 minutes.
0: And we weren't in full rant mode yet, because we were thinking, like, logical wrestling.
1: Let it play out. So let, let it play out.
0: We're thinking, all right, well, they're setting up Keiji Muto to put over their next great star. This actually isn't the worst idea, but... Keiji Muto so they better be careful here that's where we were at that point in yeah. time mm-hmm. right.
1: uh, November 2020 he beats Shohei uh, Taniguchi
0: uh, who cares he should beat him
1: uh, GHC heavyweight title here February 2021 Keiji Muto defeats Go Shiozaki to win the GHC heavyweight title
0: alright now we got a problem uh, we got to get this title off Shiozaki he's got to get double shoulder surgery or whatever it is we understand that but here now, Rich and I, we recognize <laughs> that there is a major problem. But we're still saying at this point, oh, well, Kiyomiya will probably beat him for the title. So, and then, and remember, this is what we were saying. And then they can get go back to Kiyomiya Shiozaki when Shiozaki comes back. Right. But that's what a logical smart booker would do. That is not what they did. All right. So you're thinking
1: maybe, yeah, oh, maybe I, I got an idea here. March of 2021, great voyage in Fukuoka. Kaito is facing Keiji Muto for the title. I get it. Keiji is a transitional champion. I they didn't said, want Kiyomiya yeah. to beat Go Shiozaki. They're both, baby you know, okay. And this Make-
0: was actually very smart because they had Muto beat Kiyomiya the first time. Right. And now he can not only get revenge, but win the title as it well. makes
1: all the oh, sense perfect. in the world. Perfect booking here. Uh, Keiji Moto defeats Kaito Kiyomiya.
0: And now you're like, all right, what the fuck? This is a goddamn... <laughs> right. Now we're at the point where we're like, this is a disaster. This motherfucker just isn't going to lose to anybody. Now we're burying Kiyomiya, right? And, I, you know, in hindsight, maybe we were too strong on that messaging. Because at the end of the day, I don't know how much all of this is going to hurt Kiyomiya. Right, right, right. It was just the but,
1: aesthetics of it were kind of tough to, to But handle. I'm
0: going to tell you this. It's not helping him either. That's the important thing. I don't know how much – this could hurt him. We don't know yet. Check back in five years. And we'll see if all of this – you know hurt him or derailed him or whatever, maybe it did, maybe it didn't. But by never beating the guy, it didn't help him. And what's the point of bringing in a KG Muto if it's not to help get people over? That's all, right? And I don't know how people argue with that, honestly. To me, that's an inarguable point, but people still find ways
1: to argue with this, right? You got to let me know what, what, how this helps him, how, how getting right. beaten like a drum helps him. That That's 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 it. <laughs> you know, you can disagree or say, ah, you know, whatever, oh, I shouldn't have won the title there anyway, Ah, Mudo should have had the title. It's good. But yes, how does this help your long term goal of, of getting Kiyomiya over, which should presumably be your goal here? But
0: of this potential decade, fifteen year superstar that you have on your hands. Right, right. How, what are we doing to help him? None of this is helping him. And it might be hurting him. That's all. How can you argue with that? But anyway, uh, you make
1: So then May uh April, sorry, April of twenty twenty one, he defeats uh Masakitamiya as well yeah, another another young wrestler again whatever like I don't want Masa Kitamiya probably winning the title here but uh just the aesthetics of of a six-year-old man beating this this brick shithouse of a man who can destroy everybody has great matches you know this, it's just yeah the aesthetics of, of Keijimoto defeating Masa Kitamiya just I don't know yeah, a little tough, a that's, little tough. What
0: you, that's what you said at the time and I hear what you're saying and at the same time I think Masa Kittimiya is just a guy can we agree on that at this oh point? for
1: sure oh no 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 doubt yeah I just so don't like the I, optics of a 60-year-old guy just sweating and, like, beating the hell out of me Listen, just...
0: can I suspend my disbelief for it? No, I cannot. But do I think it's a big deal in the picture? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. No, no, I do no. not. No, I don't. Yeah. So... But it is hard to accept this broken-down 60-year-old who can barely move beating that tank. That That is kind of hard to, to wrap your – you know, you can't suspend disbelief for that very easily. And I think that's what we said at the time.
1: Uh, and then – June of 2021, Cyber Fight Festival. Mudo decides, you know what, guys? It's time to do business here. It's time for me to do what I should be doing here and getting the young guys over. GHC Heavyweight title match. He loses the GHC Heavyweight title to, to Naomi Jamera Fuji. Naomi <laughs> Fuji. What, 40 years old? Fuji. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so here's the funny thing. Why did he choose Marufuji? Who did Marufuji then lose hmm. the title to? Let's uh, let's pull that up in the old Noah
1: hmm. uh, cage
0: match database and 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 piece this mystery together. Let's figure this one out. Yeah, he
1: would he would eventually lose it, Joe, to Ketsuhiko Katsuh- Nakajima, so, who is younger than Naomichi Marufuji by about ten years.
0: Yeah. So what we have here is Keiji Muto saying, uh, "This is how this went." And this stroking uh, the goatee,
1: I... stroking the goatee for sure, right?
0: This I this I can't confirm because I did you know this I don't know for sure, but we can safely deduce this is how this one went. Nosawa walks in the room. Muto's got the title draped over his shoulder. He's 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 going ha, 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 and shining that baby up, right? He's got the title, yeah he's like, hey, listen, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like listen, we're gonna put this on uh we've been rebuilding Nakajima for the last two years and he's, he's getting hot and we think it's time to put the title back on him so uh we're gonna need you to do the job for Nakajima and then uh Muto-san said ah, that's not gonna work for me pal I'm not
1: losing <laughs> Yeah, stroking that goatee going nah, I don't know about that brother
0: <laughs> let's, let's try again give me pitch me something yeah what else you
1: got what else you got pal
0: yeah because I'm not losing to him and then uh you know I guess I guess he respects Marufuji enough because he's somewhat close to his generation, so he said, "All right, I'll lose it to that guy." And then, of course, uh, so they had to use Marufuji as the as the whatever you want to call it transitional. Or, yeah, transition champion uh, here. Yeah, because he immediately dropped it to Nakajima, which tells you that they wanted Nakajima to be Muto, right, right, and Muto right. told him to go kick rocks. So. That's what we're dealing with
1: here. Yeah. So he's lost that title. So you're assuming at this point, Joe, I as know, well. it's like it's
0: like Hulk. You know what? It's like it's like Hulk Hogan. It's like wanting Hulk Hogan in 1998 to put, I don't know, uh, who's a good comp, Diamond Dallas pay who got hot around that time. That- yeah, DDP.
1: I mean Goldberg did, and he eventually did do it for Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah, DDP would be a good one, but
0: or like, and then Hogan saying, I "Ain't gonna work for me, brother. I'll drop it to Savage." Like that's what this was. Yeah. Like. Picking someone he respects as opposed to doing it for doing the right thing and losing directly to the next guy.
1: Well, either way, this should wrap things up. He's no longer the champion. Things should now finally just, you know, at this point now you've – the story going forward is, okay, Muto on his way out, losing to the guys, you know, lo- getting guys over, that sort yeah, of stuff, time right? Time to
0: give those wins back, right? That's
1: right. What it's time for. Yeah. Uh, so at Mudo the World <laughs> – I guess it's tough when the show's name is named of the World, but uh, – Uh, At Muda the World, the great Muda defeated Kano. That was in June of 2021. That's a smart move.
0: That's one that I would have... eh, What are we doing here? Why don't we just keep him away from Kano? Why does he (laughs) have to beat Kano too? Does he have to go like a hot knife through butter through anyone that could potentially draw money when he's gone?
1: Then at the N1 victory, that's in in September of 2021, N1 victory uh, tournament... He starts out the N one with a time limit draw to Sagira. He's not. He's not even going to put Segura over. No.
0: And you want to talk about failure to suspend disbelief? At least Kitamiya is like just a mid card guy. Okay, Takashi Segura not only would like when you look at these two men physically and where they are in their lives, you just he would just tear this man limb from limb like with minimal effort. Like, but. He's also pushed as a top guy, so you can't even work, like, like with Kitamiya, you could at least say, okay, in kayfabe, Muto should beat this man.
1: Yes, right.
0: With Segura, you can't even use the kayfabe.
1: No, kayfabe-wise, real-life-wise, any there's no way that this man should not be able to beat Keiji Muto.
0: Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Like, this company was so good and has been so good, except for this shit. It's like, it just totally takes you out of it. It, it ran you away. Like, you stopped watching.
1: I stop, I'm, back, I'm back now. And now, now that he's out, I'm fucking all the way in <laughs> now. Yeah. Like, I'm all the way. Because his roster is incredible. It's just, yeah, I had to skip a lot of his matches moon forward. But I don't have to do that anymore. Cause you know I'll- what it's
0: like? You know what Muto having a draw with Segura? It would be like Bret Hart when he came back and couldn't take bumps anymore because of the stroke. Like credibly going to a time limit draw with, like, fucking John Cena at 38 years old.
1: Right, Sheamus. (laughs) Him and Sheamus are perfect.
0: (laughs) Sheamus is even better. That's perfect. And you're supposed to buy that. Like, he could possibly, you know, it's impossible. Like, that's how ridiculous it was watching these matches. But anyway.
1: Uh, That is not it for the N1, because he's got a few more matches in the N1. He defeats Manabu Soya, which... It's fine. I mean, it's my guy, but you know.
0: I'm okay. not gonna badmouth Manabu Soya, but um, not a push commodity, and I, I have to say that I don't have a problem. With it's fine. Nice guy, Manabu Soya, though. Is he? Have you met him? I have not met him. Okay, so <laughs> I thought maybe
1: you had met Manabu Soya somehow. You had a pretty fun story here. Uh, Anyway, so N1, last last match, match in the N1, Kaito Kitamiya and Keiji Muto Oh, it all makes sense now. Duh, of course.
0: Oh, he'll get him in the N one. Why didn't right. we think of this? And he'll you win the block. Dummies, you
1: idiots. Uh, time limit draw. I had to go third ah, with him. So.
0: Ah, so still never beat Muto-san. <laughs> and you know Muto-san was like, listen, they probably asked him to lose it. He's like, not going to work for me, brother.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have to I, beat him, but I'm not losing to him. <laughs>
0: I'm not losing to him. Not today, pal. Not till this hip goes. So, yeah, time limit draw on the end one. Wouldn't even do the job there. So that's 0 for 3 for <laughs> versus Muto. Not to mention, we're not even doing the tags.
1: No, yeah, yeah. God only knows we're about the tags. We're not
0: even doing the tags. This man held tag gold. <laughs> he beat Kiyomiya in tags. I mean, it's it's absurd.
1: <laughs> He's got one, one more uh, singles match here. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you guess here, Joe. It's Man Crush 2021, one of the incredible show names of, of the year. Uh, December yeah. of 2021, Masaki Mochizuki, Keiji Mudo. Joe, who won in Corican Hall between Masaki uh, Mo- Mochizuki and Keiji Mudo?
0: Well, Mochizuki, who is also very old, but he still wrestles like he's young. Surely he kicked the old man's head off and pinned him in clean in the middle, right? Uh, 10 minutes,
1: 15 there. seconds, Keiji Mudo won.
0: Ah well, what are you
1: gonna do? So if you ca- keep me count at home, that is twelve. If we count that 2019 one off or whatever, that's twelve. Yeah. Singles matches in pro Noah from twenty from late twenty nineteen until late twenty twenty one.
0: How many uh, losses there?
1: Uh, Joe, there is uh, one. Uh, <laughs> one loss. Uh, so he was eleven and one in singles matches uh, during this this most yeah, recent. Had run. to
0: drop the title at some point.
1: So. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, and now he's gone.
0: Now he's crippled and uh, thinks he can come back, but I'm highly dubious of that. I think this might be it. Uh,
1: this might be the end of the road. here. This,
0: this might be it. So what we never considered when we were ranting and raving all of those times about how Kiyomiya is never going to get the win back because muto San's never going to agree to do it. And even if he does get the win back, it may not matter after you know three or four times uh, failing to defeat him before. What we never considered – was Muto literally breaking down into dust and not being able to put him over, even if he wanted to? I
1: think and I, I, I don't know. I've, I theory. feel like I probably brought that up at one point of, of people saying, "Oh, let it play out, let it happen, let it happen." And I was like, I don't know how much you have of Keiichi Muto. Like, I think I yeah. might want to, and that that was my plan of like, okay, after he lost that title, if you want to do the title thing, if you want to, I get it, but like after you lose that title, I'm like, all right, the clock is ticking here. The hourglass is, you know, is falling here with Muto. Like I don't know how much longer I have this guy, so I'm gonna get going here. With okay, let's 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 move things along here. Let's get going because I don't really think that I can pencil Muto in for three years and say okay, the first two years you're gonna win all your matches, yeah, 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 and then when you're 63, we'll bring you back when when my man couldn't walk at all. Like I was listening to uh, uh open the voice gates. Case Low was on between the sheets. Uh, a couple weeks ago, and they were talking about, like, January of 1999. And in the Wrestling Observer in January 1999, Dave Meltzer has a thing that says, Kijimudo's badly hurting. People wonder how long he's going to last or whatever. It, like, it was already happening then in 1999. His body was already breaking down. So this idea that we're just going to let it play out with Muto and hey, you know, maybe it's this old multi-year plan. bro. I don't know that you got years with a 60-year-old guy that's got bad knees and bad hips. It's not like he's in great shape. A 60-year-old alone is not a guy that I really want to book three years of. Let alone it being Keiji Mudo, who can't walk and hasn't been able to walk in two decades. Like, what are we doing?
0: Excuse me, sir. It was a two year contract. Okay. Don't, don't be tacking years on <laughs> to, to make your point. Um, yeah, I mean, and now, you know, it's highly doubtful he ever comes back. And if he does come back, he's going to be winning titles anyway because he just promised it. So, um, yeah, I mean, what can you say? If, if more Western reporters and analysts were paying attention to Noah all this time. We surely wouldn't have been the only ones ranting and raving about this. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. And the thing about Nosawa is I think he, you know, there, there's it seems like he's a pretty smart guy and he does have some creative ideas and some and and some clever ideas and they really did rehab Nakajima
1: Oh, well, most of, of time, most of Noah's booking's been good like i I, I think seventy five percent of it I would call good
0: yeah and I mean, you know, I know the juniors are a disaster, but I don't think they give a shit it's it's like the old new japan like junior tag situation and people would say Gato was a terrible booker because the junior tag team titles aren't booked well. no one cares they're not used to draw money. It'd be nice if everything was booked spectacularly but you want to be good at the stuff that matters. So, like, the Noah Juniors kind of be- have become a meme or ha- or had become a meme because of every, you know, all the affiliations changing every other show and everything. But at the end of the day, they're not drawing money with that. That stuff doesn't matter. They rehabbed Nakajima beautifully. Um, you know, uh, Kano. Kano, his stock has risen under the booking regime of Nosawa Rangai. And they do a lot of good things, but you just had this constant dark cloud of Muto turning shit down, getting his way, and getting in the way. And I think now that he's out and injured and out of the way, this is really a good opportunity for Noah. Now There's nobody standing in Nosawa guy's way of his ideas coming into fruition. Because for all we know, he was looking at this the same way that we were. Oh, I'll have, you know, we'll we'll beat Kiyomiya the first time and then we'll use Muto to put Kiyomiya. But then if Muto refuses to do it, there's nothing you can do about it. Now, would I put myself in a position to be bullied that way? I wouldn't. I would not, personally. Right. It's not like
1: I I don't think that would come as a complete surprise that you, you. Again, like you mentioned, Hulk Hogan is a perfect reference. If you hire Hulk Hogan in the year nineteen ninety nine or whatever, what you know what you're getting. You you don't think he's going to go and say, "Hey, man, whatever you guys need, I'm here for it. I just I'm just happy to be here." Like that's not going to happen, and and. And that happened a few times, even when Vince brought Hulk Hogan back in, like, 2005 and 2006. You remember, he kept bringing him back, and, like, it kept being the same issues over and over again. There was, like, the Randy Orton thing where he didn't want to put Randy Orton over. And they're like, dude, you're fucking Hulk Hogan. You're 47 years old, man. Just, it's over. Like, let it go. And then Vince would just fire him, and then he'd bring him right back, though. But I think after a certain point, he realized what he was getting in Hulk and only kept him then for, you know, a couple months or, uh, you know, a summer and then and sent him away again. But, like, yeah, you have to know when you're bringing a Kajimoto moto in what you're getting here. So I, I don't buy that he's taking, you know by surprise that Muto was doing this, but maybe he did have a better idea or maybe Muto said, yeah, no, or, or, or I don't know. I don't know exactly how that, that went down, but yeah, it does seem like it, it just, I don't know. It It, it is very, very strange how, how it all went down, but I,
0: I, I personally don't think the KG Muto juice is worth the squeeze and I wouldn't have gotten involved with him.
1: No, I mean, No, no, and I don't think
0: he's worth it. Well, and and
1: people bring, you know, people will say, well, he's, you know, he adds success, he does this, he does that, and, 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 and gets on
0: magazine covers and all that might be true. But, but the thing about it is with the new ownership muscle behind them and the, uh, and the production values that they bring to the table now and the stable ownership, a powerhouse company behind them and a bunch of young marketable stars like Nakajima and Kiyomiya and Kano to build with, and with older guys on the roster like Segura and Marafuji who are willing to do business, I'm not convinced Noah wouldn't have been on whatever level of rise you think they're on without Muto. Right. I am right. not convinced.
1: I'm well, sorry. I'm and not. and we, we said it at the time, too, and we, we challenged people to say, okay, you're telling me, well, Muto helps business. You bring Muto in, your business helps. Okay, great. What happened with Wrestle 1? What yeah. happened with Pro Wrestling Masters? What happened with you know, there's like a lot of things Yeah, show me. Sure. yeah like okay, then why did all of these fail? if we're assuming that just bringing mudo in is like this magic wand that you can you can you know this pixie dust that you can throw on your promotion and now all of a sudden you're good like maybe he hadn't
0: drawn a, he hadn't drawn a house in like 10 years
1: right right and you can say maybe it's a combination of mudo plus all those things that you just said there the production yeah. values and yada and all that sort of stuff and i could maybe buy that but this idea that like you bring him in and go ring and then all of a sudden like now you're you know in budokan hall and now you're doing you're on magazine covers and stuff like I just don't buy that now all of a sudden you're a success because there's been 15 years of companies not being a success with Mudo in, in charge. Wrestle One could not have been more of a Mudo production and a Mudo company, and it was not great. You know what I mean? It, it had a very, very you know, decent beginning and then really quickly tailed off and was pretty much a non-factor to the point where he basically disassociated with them at a certain point as well. And, and, and now, obviously, they're at where they're at, where they're not around anymore. So, look, there's no
0: question there's no question he got on magazine covers and he won Tokyo Sports Awards yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and all those things. It, it, there's no question about it. But I am not convinced they couldn't be in the same place they are now if they would have never brought him in to begin with. And, right, you, know, you
1: gotta I, show me the numbers. You gotta show me the numbers and and, and you know, covet attendance is is you can use COVID the shaky if you want, but I don't. Very I'm shaky. Not long. If,
0: if you want to tell me he got them into big buildings, everyone was getting into the big buildings during COVID because the big buildings were begging for people to book the build, and then you're only selling you know quarter capacity tickets anyway. Yeah.
1: How many times did New oh. Japan run the Tokyo Dome in the last three years? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. come on.
0: It's like, you know. So I'm not moved by it, and and you know and and and, uh, and it's like I said. Even if at the end of the day, this run didn't bury everybody and didn't hurt Kiyomiya at all, it didn't help him. So then what the fuck was the point? Because it definitely didn't help him. Um, if you want to sit here and try to tell me that Kiyomiya just being in the same ring helps him, even if he never beats the guy. Osmosis I, by osmosis, I guess. I cannot accept that argument. I, I can't. It It's garbage. I, I know too much about wrestling history to even entertain that argument. So, maybe we went a little overboard in terms of how much it hurt Kiyomiya. We don't know. That's yet to be determined. You know, we do a show every week and we're expected to have takes. But sometimes, sometimes we don't know. And things do take time. You know? But we can't come on here and say, we. you know, we have to have takes. But, what I know for sure is n- this Muto run didn't help anyone didn't help any especially Kiyomiya. so uh hopefully it's over hopefully he gets his hip replacement and his doctors tell him hey look because I it, it, wasn't there already talk at the at this presser that it's only going to make the knees the, the the two replaced knees that he has it's going to put more stress on those knees now that he has the re- I, I think this guy's done. But he's a pro wrestler, the temptation's there. He's obviously an egomaniac. And it might be hard for him to turn down, you know, another big chunk of money to come back. And then, you know, and then you're you have the same problem again where he's refusing to do business, except now he's even more broken down than he was before. Yeah. And we're really pushing the limits of suspension of this. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's like a, you know he's like you know it's it's comical how bad he was in the ring.
1: Yeah, we're so. we're getting to the point where he's gonna have to get a wheelchair down to the ring, get in, and the, yeah, it'll be like we're we're quickly approaching the Dory Funk thing where it's like okay, if you want to book Dory Funk or whatever or or any of these guys on your you know undercard or whatever, that's fine, it's whatever. But like yeah, you can't you can't suspend your disbelief that these men should be.
0: In a company full of ass kickers.
1: Uh, right, I, right, you're right. Yeah, that's too the Ducks' position of Noah, in, 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 for what it was over the last two years, and then this guy. It's like these guys go out there and just absolutely beat the living shit out of each other, and then I have to buy that two weeks later. Cano's like, you know, fighting for his life against. I just can't. I can't do it. I just can't. Yeah. I couldn't do it, and that's that the was a big part of me. stopping to watch. You know
0: highly physical highly athletic style and and you know like maybe he could pull off this routine in all japan or something maybe with like suwama and suji ishikawa i mean you know but it's like in this company with these guys where they're all like fucking murderers prize
1: fighters yeah these fucking prize fighters out here these yeah
0: (laughs) you know so uh we'll see hopefully he's gone for good i don't ever look People get honest, oh, he's a legend. Look, okay, but I liked watching him in 1994. Right. I have
1: New Japan World. I'll I'll go watch New Japan World or I'll go watch, you know, uh, 2001 All Japan. I'm I'm good. I got a lot of Mudo that I can watch anytime I need to watch Mudo. I am
0: more than happy with never watching him step foot in a ring again. I would have been happy with that five years ago. I don't need it. It Does nothing for me. You know, if that makes me cold or, you know, you want to tell me I don't respect history, which is a joke, obviously, uh, I do very much. But I, you know, to me, it hurts the legacies of these guys when they wrestle too long like this. So um, it hurts my memories of these people because now I have to remember this shit. I rather just remember the good stuff.
1: I'm the same way. Yeah. To me, it, it's so strange when people get on you. If, if you don't like seeing, you know, old wrestlers or old athletes or old whatever, then you, you, you know, you don't respect them. And it's like, no, I, the, quite the contrary. Like, I just wish yeah. when I thought of Keiji Muto, I thought of, 89, you know, Great Muto. I thought of mid-90s New Japan Muto. I thought of 2001 Great Muto, but instead, you know, in in a couple of years when we are going to talk about Keiji Muto, we're probably going to talk about this run. The broken down, battered, beaten, yeah. sweaty Muto just, you know, working his working his way through these matches, beating everybody and yeah, that so yeah, I I don't like it doesn't mean I don't respect the guy. I just don't really want to watch a 60-year-old guy wrestle in in no anymore. It it's sorry. I'm I'm I, I hate history, I guess. I hate old people. I you know, it's like weird. It's it's strange that people I, yeah i don't know it's it's
0: with his, with his dumb gray chest hairs i had enough <laughs> of this guy get him out of here stupid gray chest hairs um all right so that's a muto. we got an ad to read or something we I know do we have like an ad 9, to read. we have
1: yeah this is going to be if you thought it's this basically
0: is the only, basically the only reason we're here this week is
1: <laughs> right like this, is a, this is a great week for us to say joe take a breather rich take a breather but uh no, in fact, we have three people that want to, uh, three companies, three great companies that wanted to sponsor us this week. So that is why we're here giving you this great show, uh, the first of which is our friends at HelloFresh. And with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You skip trips to the grocery store and you count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that is why they are America's Number one meal kit. HelloFresh cuts back on the time spent in the kitchen so you can spend it on your other New Year's resolutions with meals ready in around 30 minutes or less. Plus, they have quick and easy meals, including 20-minute recipes, low prep, easy cleanup, and even a faster route to putting food onto your table. And this is another part too. HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the exact same quality, and you save, on average, over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping, and that is more money to put towards your other 2022 goals and, of course, your multiple TVs that you're going to have in all your rooms. So there you go. Um, So what you're going to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW16 and use the code VOW16. Now, the reason it's VOW16 is you're going to get 16 free meals And three free gifts. So it's HelloFresh.com slash VOW16. You're going to use the promo code VOW16. And you are going to get 16 free meals and three free gifts as well. So that is HelloFresh. They are America's number one meal kit. As we said, save time, save money, and get up to 16 meals for free plus three free gifts. HelloFresh.com slash VOW16. And make sure you use that promo code VOW16. All right.
0: You know, people want me to. Uh, I keep getting requests to review this on the Joe Eats to do this uh, Little Caesars Batman Calzone pizza gimmick mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. that they got out for the. Uh, I, I, I cannot believe that there's another Batman. I don't even, dude. I Isn't I don't it even know like these another reboot kind of deal? I, who knows? I
1: haven't seen a single one of these Marvel or any of these DC movies. Um, I haven't seen any superhero movie. I don't. How know, many think,
0: times so. are we going to press reboot on the Batman? <laughs> yeah. I so mean,
1: this, it's the it's Joker. Gonna
0: draw a billion dollars. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: yeah. It chokes on us because it's going to make a billion dollars. So.
0: Yeah, but I don't understand this thirst that people have to constantly have these fucking uh, superhero movies rebooted. I don't understand it, but
1: it's right. whatever. And then you but try like, to ask, like, and they're like, "No, it's a it's a different universe, but it's a rebooted universe." You're like, "I don't care." <laughs> It's
0: going to be darker and grittier. All right. Whatever. Enjoy. Um, but but anyway, so they're doing this Batman pizza calzone deal at Little Caesars. The problem is I think it's just the old crazy calzoni, which I already reviewed, with, with the Batman branding on it. Yeah, it's just folded. So, I think it's just folded
1: in a slightly different way. And yeah, like you said, I think it's... To
0: look like the Batman symbol, but right. I think it's the crazy calzoni. So... I don't know. People keep asking, but I think I'm gonna be reviewing the same fucking pizza that I already did. But uh, you know, maybe I'll do it. Who knows? But I just noticed somebody else asking again, so uh, we'll see. There hasn't been a Joe Eats in a while. I gotta find something. Yeah, the maybe gimmicks. The, uh, the gimmicks
1: have kind of slowed down. Yeah, I mean this this winter you could have done the triple treat box, but it's just a pizza Hut pizza. You know what I mean? There's not much. You know, yeah, nobody's come up with a whole deal. new concept yet. Yeah, a lot of these concepts are just rebrands and and, and redos. I
0: saw Pizza Hut has the uh, what the spicy pepperoni I did see a pizza. commercial for
1: that today yeah but I don't know
0: but it appears to just be a pepperoni pizza with uh crushed red pepper flakes on. <laughs> that's, what that's what I saw too I was, I was
1: so I, the sound oh isn't my. on but I was watching it on dynamite here and I'm looking at this and I'm like it just looks like it has red pepper on it which I put red pepper on my pizzas anyway yeah. no matter what pizza I have comes home red pepper gets on there right, right away so like what am I gonna buy this thing for I eat red pepper pepperoni pizzas all the time so I don't know why I need to
0: yeah yeah, I so so um so I don't know, but uh, I'll come up with something though because I haven't done one in a while.
1: Yeah, but maybe mon- be- monetize ah, that eating man, again.
0: Pizza. You gotta, you gotta monetize. You gotta monetize everything. Um, all right, what what do we got next here? What are we
1: doing? Uh, let's talk about. Um, let's go to uh, we did KG Moodle. Let's talk about Nick Gage's contract here. Yes, an exclusive multi-year contract with Game Changer Wrestling. This is Fightful they had it first. Uh, Brett Lauderdale said – Brett Lauderdale, obviously, if you do not know the owner of uh, GCW – uh, he's put here from day one, Nick has put his body and literally his life on the line for the fans inside the squared circle. He deserves and has earned the right to be rewarded for 20 plus years of hard work and sacrifice. This historical contract will do just that, allowing him to continue his interviewing career at a pace that is beneficial to his health while beginning to focus on opportunities that take him towards the next phase of his career. GCW would not have achieved the level of success it has without Nick F. Engage, and we are proud to be able to say that GCW will remain Nick's home for the rest of his career. So what do you make of The, as far as we know, the first contract ever in GCW history. I think Brett even said that he is not, you know, he's not for uh, contracts, but in this case, uh, he made an exception for Nick Age. So Nick Age signs a uh, contract, multi year contract with GCW. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, he says he's never giving out another contract again. He also added that. Um, Yeah, something's up here. This doesn't smell right. Um, I haven't talked to anybody. I don't know anything, but when you combine the fact that there, you know, may have been some discontent leading up to the pay-per-view and, um, you know, a lot of the dark Twitter stuff that was going around and the idea that um, it was not set in stone, that he was, you know, for sure that he was going to even appear on the pay-per-view and then the rumor that he could potentially be starting up his own thing if something couldn't be worked out with Game Changer, which we talked about a little bit when we reviewed that pay-per-view. Um, something's up here because, all right, just think logically. Why would you need to sign Nick Gage to a contract? No one else is going to sign him. Like, he's unsignable. He's not going – no disrespect to Nick Gage, but we all know what Nick Gage is. He's not going to be in the Performance Center anytime soon, Okay. I know AEW used them as a one-off, and it was creative, and it was fun, but they're not bringing in Nick Gage and, and handing him a contract. Ring of Honor doesn't do contracts anymore. you know, So they're, they're just booking people on a per-show basis. Um, MLW has contracts, but yeah, we all know the deal with that. and um, Maybe they would have pursued Nick Gage. I have no idea. Uh, I don't see Impact as being a place that would employ Nick. Nick Gage is basically unemployable with major league television professional wrestling companies. New Japan wasn't going to sign a guy like that. So if you're essentially competing with yourself, then what's the point of locking him in to begin with? Well, the only thing I could possibly come up with is that it, it is to prevent Nick Gage from going rogue and starting up his own thing. So maybe Game Changer looked at it as, okay, um, Instead of even, let's just eliminate that possibility. Let's draw up a contract that says, you wrestle for us now. And I don't know the details of the contract. Neither does anybody. I haven't seen anybody report the details. Maybe it says, you wrestle for us. We're going to pay you X amount of dollars per whatever. Show, month, week, I don't know, year. But now we also control anywhere else that you work. So you want to work an indie date? You got to go through us. You want to do something on TV for AEW? You got to go through us. And that way it prevents Nick Gage from potentially starting something else up on his own, which honestly is the biggest threat to what Game Changer has going on right now. It's not MLW. It's not any of the television promotions. The biggest threat to the slice of market share that Game Changer has carved out would be if they lost their biggest star. And their biggest star competed head-to-head with them in some other venture backed by someone else that's my speculation on all this a contract doesn't make sense otherwise so what do you think
1: i think there's two possible scenarios here i think one i I do think what you're saying there is a decent idea that that maybe there was this worry that okay if if a dust-up ever happens again or we, we don't see eye to eye again or whatever that Gage might go. And, and the one thing, and we talked about this a, a couple weeks ago as well, the one thing that's going to stop, if anything, is going to stop GCW's momentum. Because we, we said either they, you know, they continue to grow or they stay at the level they are, whatever whatever it's going to be. Whatever could stop that momentum would be Nick Gage breaking off or not being a part of it anymore. And his fans and the people that really, truly a, a adore Nick Gage going with him wherever he goes, of saying, okay, yeah, I love GCW, but I like Nick Gage even more. So if Nick Gage is wrestling in CZW, well, I'm going to start following CCW and start watching CCW now. Or if Nick Gage starts Nick Gage, you know, Invitational Wrestling or whatever, then I'm going to start watching that show. You, you know, like, I'm going to start watching that thing or whatever because Nick Gage is, is why I'm here. He he is, again, they call him the god of the shit, all this sort of stuff. Like, he is 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 presented as, like, the singular biggest thing in GCW, and, and rightfully so. He, he absolutely deserves that, and he actually belongs in that spot. But, like, that is the one thing that could have broken it away. So I, I see what you're saying is, like, and I totally agree that if maybe he, there was something going on and they got wind, or or he kind of alluded to, hey, you know what? I'm going to start my own thing, and you guys are really going to be fucked. That may have gotten them to the table and say, okay, Nick, what do you want? Let's just make sure that we, whatever was going to happen with GCW moving forward, you and you, we and, and and you are together in doing this and growing it, and, and we'll do whatever we can to pre- you know prevent you from going and doing whatever. But also, we can we can continue to grow. You can continue to be financially secure. Yada yada yada. Let's do that. Um, I think that's obviously. A very, very good scenario and a very solid scenario there. It could be as plain as them just doing him a solid, I guess. Like, but like you said, I don't know that you really necessarily need to do that. I don't know if there's a really a reason to do that other than maybe it's just they got to a point where they're they're realizing that Nick isn't going to be able to go at the level he used to go anymore, and that he's not going to be able to do that anymore. So they don't want to leave him out in the open and 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 maybe GCW thinking, hey, this guy is the biggest reason why we're here. He's the biggest reason why we're popular, or whatever. Let's do let's let's do him a solid, get him this guaranteed money, or whatever. Get him this contract, so he knows that you know he doesn't have to literally kill himself, you know, to get paid or to put food on the table because we're always going to be able to help him out here. So it's possible it's that too. It's possible it's it it was half like oh god we're worried, and then also you know hey let's just do him a solid. But I think it's it's got to be only those. I, I can't imagine any other reason why this happened other than those two reasons. You know I I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean there's no threat of him being signed away by a television promotion so it has to be this essentially prevents him from competing with you at your level if you have him under contract and presumably if you have him under contract then you can dictate where when and where he works for other people otherwise what's the point of the contract so and i i i like the point that you made it's also a way because they mentioned that he could work at a, they even mentioned a reduced schedule. I think they even said. Yeah, that. they did.
1: Yeah, it says. Um, I, I don't know if this says it. Um, at a pace that is beneficial to his health, continue his in-ring career at a pace that is beneficial to his health, which I think is just, hey, don't take every booking you need because you know because you want to get paid. Like, we'll give you some extra money to not have to work a couple weekends and work when we need you to work, type of thing.
0: And you know maybe give him a little more money than you were giving him before but the trade off is it guarantees he doesn't go against you so that's my read on it I, you know I, that's that's the only thing that makes sense to me um so i don't know you know maybe people will reach out to us after they hear this if we're way off or if we're dead on um i didn't really try to 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 talk to anyone about this this week but I'm going to look into it a little more. But it's just weird. Because otherwise, what's the point? So, you know, you know, unless the idea is, all right, well, Game Changer is going to start locking people up. But they flat out said they're never giving out another contract again. This is just an isolated thing, a special circumstance. And they don't believe in contracts and all that. So, I mean, that throws that out the window. So, I don't know. Just uh, very weird. Very bizarre. Doesn't make sense on the surface. So there has to be an underlying reason. And I think that's what that's what it probably is.
1: Uh, so that's the Nick Gage story. Um, bounce around to another. Um... Actually, you know what? Here, since we're talking uh, independence, you want to talk about WrestleMania weekend? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's do that. So WrestleMania weekend, we obviously have a uh, 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 the whole weekend schedule up. Uh, at voices of wrestling.com on the sidebar as well. So if you need to see it, we do this every single year where we, uh, like to put every one of the shows on there, try to get as much of the cards as we can get on there because most of these companies are pretty terrible, uh, about making it easy to find their cards. So we try to make it a little bit easier for you over at, uh, voices So, uh, this is the ten so far what we have right now as of two, nine, this is your WrestleMania weekend schedule. There's some fun shows. There's some interesting shows, uh, there's some bad shows, Joe, for sure, but uh, this is the tentative. We'll, we'll obviously do bigger... So
0: are you going to do this by venue? Because we're broken up into, uh, you know, there's the Game Changer venue. Yeah, you know what? I can IW do that.
1: Game Let game me, game me game. get a... I got a spreadsheet up here, so I can do that if you want to do venue, because that'll, uh, that'll That's be a good easier. way to do it. Yeah, then doing the, the, the days is going to be tough, because there's...
0: Ah, so who do we know we know that game changer has a venue we know IWTV tv is good. does IWTV have a venue uh, i
1: don't know if they officially do right now i know that we have one thing we have obviously wrestlemania <laughs> it's gonna be at at&t stadium the, the jerry WWE world of course yeah. uh gcw is gonna be at the fair park i don't know anything about the fair park in dallas but they're gonna be at the fair park right um wrestlecon is at the fairmont hotel in, in dallas
0: Yeah, they've got some interesting sounding things already.
1: Yeah, oh for sure. Yeah, Gillies. uh, I don't know what Gillies is, but Gillies is gonna have MLW and control your narrative, Joe. I know you're. uh, If you if you were on the fence about going to Texas, I know for sure. Well, not going to going to Dallas, I should say, but I know if you're.
0: So we have an MLW building. Yes, Gillies.
1: The Uh, the Regalia Theater.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now that's kind of it's in Fort Worth, and that's like insane hardcore wrestling and Zello Pro and stuff. So that's kind of one of the kind of off brand ones. Uh, There's Southern Junction in Irving, Texas, and that has world-class pro wrestling uh, doing a few shows. Uh, And then one that uh, I think we'll, we'll probably be able, if we needed to get some information about, we can probably ask some people that we know. St. Jude hall in Arlington uh, is holding Texas mania three. Uh, which yeah. will have River City Wrestling. We we obviously have done some stuff with River City Wrestling many, many years ago. Uh, Inspire Pro, we've done stuff with Inspire Pro as well. Uh, New Texas Pro. So kind of the, the the Texas Indies are kind of going to St. Jude Hall in, in Arlington. So they'll have that
0: Yeah, as well. And that's, a, and that's an interesting venue to me because we're in Texas, and the Texas Indies have decided not to just – you know, work with Game Changer or WrestleCon or MLW or one of these other entities. They're they're running their own building, and the weekend is just going to be all Texas shows. You know, you name three of the promotions. Uh, you know, New Texas is obviously a promotion. That, you know, Brian Keith is their champion. I've been to one of their shows. I've reviewed a bunch of their matches. And they're a new promotion on the scene. They're doing a great job. I
1: love their it's, stuff. Yeah, I like it. everything I've seen from them I, I enjoy. I just wish I had more time to watch them.
0: Yeah, and, and Inspire, obviously, with BIS. And BIS does commentary for New Texas. So there's the connection there. River City from San Antonio getting in the mix. And I'm sure there'll be some others.
1: Yeah, so, so the ones right now, uh, we'll, we'll start with them. Because I think they're an interesting thing yeah, here. So yeah. they're, they're doing, it's called Texas Mania 3. Uh, it's, again, all the Texas Indies all kind of coming together. Uh, River City Wrestling, uh, that's on Saturday. Saturday and Sunday is when they're doing all their stuff, by the way. They're doing, starting Saturday all day, starting at noon all the way till 9 p.m. Or, sorry, all the way until midnight they're doing stuff. So you have uh, River City Wrestling, Gulf Coast Wrestling Alliance, Hybrid, Inspire Pro, New Texas Pro is all on Saturday uh, for that Texas Mania. And then on Sunday, Texas All-Star Wrestling Global Wrestling Federation, yes, somehow this is, they have the rights to the original global. I don't know how or w- in what way they were able to accomplish it if they were able to do that. Uh, and then I believe on Monday there's even a show too, VIP Wrestling is going to be doing that, but I believe that's maybe, VIP. Sun, I think that's late, late, late Sunday night into, it, what they're basically doing is they're waiting, I think their official word was when WrestleMania is over, that's when our show is going to start type of thing. Give people yeah. enough time to get here, but it's not that far from, from the Jerry world or whatever. So, yeah. if, you know, WrestleMania is done. You decide, Hey, you know what? I'll go and check out some more wrestling. They're going to start their show an hour or so after WrestleMania is done or whatever.
0: VIP is the, is a Dallas Fort Worth promotion, a next, uh, North Texas promotion. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, they have run post WrestleMania before that's that they've done. They've been in that slot. Other WrestleMania weekends, if I'm not mistaken, I think they've done that before, but yeah, a lot of those promotions, I haven't even, I haven't heard of. They're they're new to me. Did you say Texas All-Star Wrestling?
1: Uh yes, Texas All-Star Wrestling.
0: If that's the Texas All-Star Wrestling that I'm thinking of, that's one of the oldest indies in Texas and they run um uh Houston and they run that VFW hall that um that NWA Houston used to run before they folded. And they are not a good promotion. But I don't know if that's the Texas All-Stars, the same Texas All-Star Wrestling. Um, the others I could vouch for.
1: Uh, their website says Texas All-Star Wrestling established 1994. That that's might, the one. That might be them, man. Yeah.
0: Ah, uh, that promotion's brutal. <laughs> I'm not going to pull punches here. They stink. Um, but no, you know, obviously New Texas and Inspire have their shit together. I don't know anything about those other promotions. Um, but what I wanted to say here was, if I do go, and I thought I was going to WrestleMania weekend, now I'm not so sure because I got some like life shit that might be in the way. But since it's so close, I, I'm going to try to get up there at least one of the days. You know what I mean? Just make a day trip out of it at minimum. But I would like to see, as WrestleMania moves around the country, other regions do what these Texas promotions are doing. and Get your own building and showcase your own indies. And don't don't link up or ride with sort of the national promotions that are are coming into town. Because I think this is a really good idea. Because you're not going to see... Obviously, everyone is going to use the same top indie stars. Okay, we get that. But on these Texas shows, you're you're not likely to get the same dozen people that you're going to get on all of the other shows in town because they're going to be using a lot of their regular talent because it's local and they're there and they can, they can drive in. And as a fan coming in for a WrestleMania weekend, I'm not saying you plant your flag in the Texas building and you stay there all weekend. Okay. I'm sure you want to see Janela's spring break. I'm sure you want to go to WrestleCon. I'm sure you, maybe you want to see MLW or something. I get it. But if you go to one or two of these Texas shows, you're going to get exposed to talent that you've never seen before. Texas talent. And I think that's a good thing for the scene, for the Texas scene. I think it's a great thing for the talent that might not get booked on a Game Changer show or a WrestleCon Super Show because they're not at that level yet, but they're going to have eyes from all over the world on them. And I think when WrestleMania goes to wherever, where are they going next year?
1: I believe it's LA next year. I think SoFi Stadium.
0: Then fuck, man. Then there should be a fucking California indie building. Like, there's a Texas indie building. You know yeah, what I mean?
1: Yeah, West Coast Pro Wrestling. Yeah, and, and, and any number of companies. Yeah, they should all get together and say, all right, if, even if we hate each other, whatever, this weekend, book this building, split it eight ways or whatever, and we'll just run it all weekend. And, and, and then we'll
0: go back to hating each other. Right. I'm sure one of us will rip off the other, and we could all go back to hating each other. But, it, it, it you know, and it, it's really good for the talent because it's so hard for... I, and I can tell you right now, I'm not going to name names because I, it, but there's, uh, there was a, a Texas talent, you know, many years ago. And, and you know, and, and I, I asked this person, you know, how many shows are you booked on this weekend? I ran into them in the city. And I said, how many shows you on? He's like, man, I couldn't get on anything except for kaiju and I'm underneath a costume. Man. And I'm like, that's fucking garbage. And now this person's on national TV. Killing it, you know, but if there had been a local collection of shows like this, you know, now, you know, uh, you know, some of these local Texas wrestlers that might, you know, you look, Brian Keith's going to be fine. He's going to work a thousand matches. I'm not talking about like people like that, but maybe your Rachel Roses or, or you know, some of your other uh, local Texas talents that haven't broken through on the national indie level. We'll get some exposure on these shows. And Rich, every WrestleMania weekend, there's someone that no one has ever heard of that has a big weekend, and and it sets them off. Yeah. So I think this is a great idea that these Texas indies are doing their own thing, and I think the other regions should all copy this wherever WrestleMania goes.
1: I agree. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I, I think it's my favorite part of this WrestleMania weekend is that yeah, you have your, your your collective stuff, you have your WrestleCon stuff, and those used to be pretty much it. It was those two things. And then there was scattered shows here and there, and then it, it like I love this idea that yeah Saturday all day from noon until midnight you got Texas wrestling going on St Jude Hall in Arlington. It's not that far, you know. It's it's right in the, the, the same area. If you're going to WrestleMania, it's not impossible to go to all those shows and go to WrestleMania uh, as well. So that that's cool. Yeah, I, I I'm way into that, uh, and I was I was pretty inspired by you know the last WrestleMania weekend too, where IWTV uh, set up shop in their own little venue and and had their own little thing as well. I just think you know nothing against the collective or whatever but i think it, it is nice to have other companies doing the same thing where it's like hey we're also here this entire weekend at this one venue you know it, that's cool That that's good stuff and it allows you to really just you know if you want to just stay there the whole day or you want to watch it on on demand or whatever the whole day or, or start watching it on streaming it'll really do and, and like you said the fact that i kind of know who's going to probably wrestle for most of the stuff going on in the collective it is really cool to know that with I'm going to see a bunch of different promotions that I've never seen before, and a bunch of different wrestlers I've never seen before too. Which is what, to me, the point of WrestleMania weekend is, and I think we've unfortunately kind of lost that over the the recent years, and it has become something a little bit different. And and for better or for worse, but I, I like the idea of discovering people on this weekend, and that, that this Texas Mania uh, is going to be really cool to do that. So I'm excited about that happening. Uh, as far as the Fair Park, the collective stuff, since we're talking about that, uh, Glory Pro Wrestling uh, will be there. So they're, I'd say, one of the bigger independents that's that's part of the collective this year outside of the GCW, you know, stratosphere uh, unsanctioned pro and mission pro wrestling are all going to be there uh, as well at, at, at various times throughout the weekend. So those are kind of your, your non GCW indies uh, that are going to so be. There, I'm sure
0: so. we'll, We're getting a two night Janella. We know that. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be a blood sport. There's
1: that. There is a blood sport. Yeah. Blood sport is there. Uh, Janela spring break part uh, six, part one and two that is going on Thursday and Saturday uh, for the culture is coming back uh, as well. Uh, originally, they gave for the culture that Thursday at like midnight time slot, and thankfully that got moved because Jesus Christ, that show definitely deserves a better time slot than Thursday at midnight or whatever. So now it is on Friday, at uh, three p.m. Uh, Gringo Loco, the world, uh, the world on lucha, the world on lucha uh, at eight p.m. Uh, so they're doing that, and then uh, yeah, so that's that's the lineup right now for the collective. So unless I mean unless they start announcing a bunch of other indies, I mean it's a pretty light collective weekend. I imagine a few well, more no, are gonna do. all their
0: branded they're gonna have all their branded shows. Like you said, the Lucha Show, um they're doing for the culture again. You said that. Yeah, right? oh
1: Effie's. I forgot to mention Effie's brunch will be there too. So more yeah. things will be added to to, to this.
0: So you get oh, the three okay. branded shows you get your blood sport you get your two nights of Janela, you get your just straight up game changer shows i'm assuming at some point without any of the branding or any of the other. so yeah they're pretty packed and then you toss in um uh glory pro and the other promotions that you said i i don't know i think they're pretty i mean that's that sounds like enough to cover the 3 days right
1: uh so so thursday it's blood sport at th- uh, sorry, it's Glory Pro at eleven, Bloodsport at three, Janela Spring Break at eight. So that's Thursday. Friday is Friday's pretty open right now. Uh, three p.m. for For the Culture, uh, Gringo Locos thing at eight p.m. So they're they're pretty open on that day. They they I mean they've before run like you know eleven a.m. to to, yeah. to pass midnight or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Janelle obviously is gonna be late in the night on, on that night. On uh, Mission Pro right now is at three PM on Saturday. And there's some other ones like FE, we don't have a date or a time for that one. Unsanctioned Pro, we don't have a date or a time for that one either. We have a, a date for Unsanctioned Pro, we don't have a time uh, for them as well. So I would imagine they're gonna add a few things here and there. They it's a lighter schedule. They could probably add a you know, three or four more shows to kind of do the whole thing. But um but we'll see. What ends up happening there? Uh, this is an interesting thing, WrestleCon, which you and I always when we do the the Path of Greatness, we always Tend to favor WrestleCon in, in the sense, and goddamn, this year, if I was going to Dallas, Texas, if you were going to Dallas, Texas, uh, the Fairmount Hotel might be the spot where I just stay uh, the entire day because you start out Thursday at 5 p.m. with Triple A coming to town, Triple A, um,
0: a straight up Triple A show,
1: Triple sh- A, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I've never been to a Triple A show, so. You know, when I do Path to Greatness, you want to see things you've never seen before and that you might not ever be able to see again, whether that's wrestlers, promotions. I made sure in, I guess it was New Orleans a couple of years ago to go to the crash because when else am I going to see a show, a crash show? You know what I mean? So it's like that, that would fit under this definition. I mean, you know, so if you do go to Dallas, I don't see how you don't go to the AAA show unless it's going up against something incredible.
1: Um... Mm. I guess bloodsport would be the only thing that's really kind of going up against it. I would ah, say. I been there, done that. I yeah, I've, 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 uh, yeah. I would say if I had a choice, I'm going AAA over bloodsport, but uh, that's not why you call. We're not in the path of greatness yet. Uh, APM yeah. on Thursday of the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show. Those shows are always pretty damn great. good, at least on paper. Uh, sometimes in, in in practice as well. Sometimes some great great matches. Not always like the best shows ever, but like have, some, have had some pretty fun stuff throughout.
0: Sometimes so, they're a little too long and 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 they can drag a bit. But you're you're always going to get a good looking lineup.
1: Uh, Then on Friday, you start at 1pm WrestleCon live show So just kind of the WrestleCon show They haven't officially announced what this one's going to be branded as or whatever, But it's WrestleCon Uh, 5pm New Japan Pro Wrestling
0: Mm
1: -hmm. 8pm Impact Wrestling Yeah Pretty damn good And then Saturday you got another WrestleCon show as well at 11
0: Yeah, so, you know, these are the big guns I think I'm uh... staying at the Fairmont Hotel If I can have a chance
1: That sounds pretty damn good there uh, and then, like I said, Gillies is going to have MLW and control your narrative. Uh, the Regalas.
0: How, how many days is? The, is
1: I, right now, day? I only have two, I only have them on Thursday, so I don't know if they're going to add more stuff Uh there. But so, it looks like Thursday, control your narrative and MLW will be there.
0: I'm sure they'll they'll run another day. So unfortunately, if you, you, you might
1: you might miss AAA for control your narrative. Uh, no. <laughs> don't... No, okay, all right, fine. Then and MLW. Just be a part of the narrative. Way to go, Joe. Just be a part of the narrative, then I guess.
0: Uh they're controlling but, my controlling
1: mind. it. <laughs> Control it, Joe.
0: And I'm sure MLW will be a taping.
1: Yeah, so yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's, a, it's a fusion TV taping.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, as as a as a consumer, that hurts because I know if I really want to see that, I can. I don't have to be there. Right. 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 You right. Mean? Anyway.
1: Uh, and then uh, I should mention here, Friday, uh, Supercard of Honor, Ring of Honor coming back from the Curtis Caldwell Center in Garland, Texas. Where Yeah, A you w know, Ring of Honor's yeah. not dead. No, they they're, like, pretty uh, not dead, so good for them.
0: I mean, we kind of said that. Like, if they said they were coming back in April, why would did no one believe them? Like, it's just they're going to come back and they're just going to book guys per show.
1: I, I guess. Mean, there I, was so many. I, I thought they were coming back, and then everybody was posting, like— You know, photos of them backstage, and everyone's hugging and crying, and oh, leave the memories alone, and what a great time this was, and oh, I'll never forget this moment. And I'm like, this doesn't sound like a company that's coming back, but then they're just going to come back, I guess. So
0: Strange.
1: And then there's a bunch of assorted stuff here. You got Texas-style wrestling. They're running in Addison, Texas. Where the hell is Addison, Texas? Is that near... (laughs)
0: So these are standalone shows now that you're
1: talking about? Yes, yeah. These are just random standalone shows here. You got Texas-style wrestling in Addison, Texas. You got on Saturday of something called Metroplex that is going to be at Bedford, Texas.
0: So these must be – you know what? These are – I know I'm going to get a text message about this. But these are probably all the uh, Texas promotions that don't get along with new (laughs) (laughs) Texas And they weren't invited. You know, yeah. so
1: they're like Yeah, they're like, Fuck these days, we're gonna run anyway, you know. Yeah. Or these yeah. the companies that just run their normal shows and this happens to be the month and they're like, you know what, screw it.
0: <laughs> like You know, you know, remember remember uh New York in twenty nineteen, I think it was. Um twenty nineteen, right? When you came out, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Remember all the like those North Jersey Indies.
1: They ran, just ran. Yeah, <laughs> they just ran their because shows. That
0: was because it was the weekend and they run. Like so they just ran their shows. Remember all that? Yeah, like yeah. like with like crowbar on top, and, like that. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, and, and then they were just doing their normal weekly, like or monthly fucking show, and then they were branding them as WrestleMania weekend because why not? You know what I mean? So if it helped sell a couple more tickets, so you're right, that could be what a lot of this is too. Just the regular, you know, mid sized to small size Texas indies just doing their fucking thing, and it cool. happens that weekend.
1: Um. Zero One of America, I believe, is running. Or I think Zawa Live. Didn't we find out that Zawa Live was Zero One of America last year when they were running? I believe that's the case. But uh,
0: zero what? So Shinya, Hashimoto's Shinya Hashimoto.
1: Shinya Hashimoto will is, definitely be there. Yeah, Steve I'm, Carino, I'm sure. the whole gang. <laughs> uh, Spanky <laughs> Leonardo, but I, think Spanky,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I well. think Spanky Leonardo's been canceled. Rich. So oh, I, I oh, I unfortunately, sorry.
1: <laughs> we're trying to inform the world. Yeah, but but uh, listen,
0: Samoa Joe's a free agent now. And yeah, right, right, right. to Zero One. So,
1: yeah, they're at, they're at uh, something called Cover All Bases in Arlington. It looks like a baseball training center. Maybe maybe get some batting cages so you could uh, go to the show and take some cuts if you want, while you're there. Well, maybe they're so, bringing
0: in Shinjiro Otani and. and yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, who knows?
1: Masato Tanaka, I'm sure, will be working that show. Bring them all in. I would just say buy your ticket now, assuming Shinjiro Otani and Masato Tanaka will be there. Just do that. Now, let me tell
0: you then... something. If Zero One runs a show, I'm going. Yeah. Oh, like,
1: fuck yes. Are you kidding?
0: Make no mistake.
1: <laughs> Zero One of America, Zero One USA, nah.
0: Well, it's time Chris to prove Weiss? that they're.
1: Well, Chris Weiss? To, Weiss.
0: <laughs> absolutely Hartley Jackson. Right. You know, it's time to prove the affiliations real. Bring those guys over.
1: I agree. I'm down. Yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah. fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Then we could say we've seen them twice in a year. You know, that's right. Kenoka, you know, Kenoka's good. You missed that. Nah,
0: well, now you're now. now oh, okay. I might not
1: oh, Oka. Shoot. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, another one. It's like putting Alley
0: Cat on a show.
1: It makes you really think. Uh, like I said, there's something called insane hardcore wrestling, iconic heroes wrestling excellence, uh, and then Zello Pro, which is a Midwest indie, uh, Chicago, Mid, Milwaukee area. They're coming on Friday from the Regella Theater as well in Fort Worth. So
0: wait, so are all these shows in the same venue? Yes, or? at the... Oh, so these are. This is like
1: again oh. the the next level. They don't get along with Texas style wrestling, and they definitely don't get along with New Texas. So that they're in, you know. At this theater, Insane Hardcore Wrestling doing So there's the thing, like a so.
0: building with a bunch of just random indies in it that aren't even necessarily Texas indies.
1: I don't know anything about insane hardcore wrestling or iconic heroes wrestling excellence, but I can tell you that Zello Pro is not Texas. They're they're definitely wow. uh Midwest.
0: So. Well that's interesting. This is like the fake GCW building that we usually get where it's <laughs> yeah, just like yes, yes. it's kind of what we have here.
1: Uh, and then like I mentioned something called Southern Junction in Irving, Texas is holding a bunch of world class pro wrestling shows.
0: World class pro wrestling. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. Not your father's uh,
1: world class, by the way.
0: Nah, I get it like on local access TV. Yeah. It's
1: A-world class, but it's not the world class.
0: They actually book a lot of big names. I mean, you'll put it on and they'll be like randomly Lance Archer versus MVP and shit like that. Like it's it's yeah, I don't know. I
1: yeah, I'm looking. At, I'm looking right now. We have Charlie Haas versus Action Jackson. That's at February nineteenth.
0: The Action Jackson, by
1: the, the Action way. Jackson, yes. And then something yeah. named Khan versus Ricky Reyes. Ricky Reyes, hell yeah, man!
0: Oh, they book names. That yeah. world class revival thing. They 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 do book names.
1: Oh, they call so. shows Christmas, Star Wars, and stuff. All right, good for them. Yeah, it's hopefully uh, yeah. Disney. Hopefully Disney yeah. doesn't find out about that. But uh, good enough. Yeah. Yeah. But they're running Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So you know how we said like some of these other companies are like, ah, oh, well, we're running our weekend. World class, they're into it, man. They're like, let's go. We're running WrestleMania weekend, baby. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, world class. That's right. Uh, and then Martinez Entertainment Lucha at the Upper 90s Soccer Center in Arlington. That's on Friday as well.
0: Oh, let me tell you something. What what is that going up against anything?
1: Uh let's see. That so TBD on the uh the um time for that, but let's see when uh, other stuff going on Friday. Yeah, I don't know when they're running, but the other big shows on Friday is Gringo Locos, the World on Lucha, and Impact Wrestling are the other big Friday night shows.
0: Where where is that running?
1: Uh, the Upper 90s Soccer Center in Arlington, Texas.
0: In Arlington, I know might... you're
1: a big Martinez Entertainment guy, so
0: that might be where they ran last time. And I went to that show, and it let me rocked. see if I can
1: figure out that I, I, I could try to I could maybe figure that out. But uh, let me let's see.
0: Did they have anything announced for that?
1: Um, let's see. Well, they're, they're they appear to be the ones booking Psycho Clown for WrestleCon, so
0: Oh yeah. I, I would I would say them. there's
1: a pretty good chance. Uh
0: no, they listen.
1: My man is gonna be there. So.
0: The last time they ran WrestleMania weekend in Dallas, that that show rocked. I had a ton of fun at that Whoa, show. Whoa, hold
1: really- on a minute. Hold on a minute. If this is the show. No, you're going I'm to this show. I'm
0: telling you, it might be a great show. I'm telling you.
1: You're gonna get. Santo. Unfortunately, it's his son. It's (laughs) Hio Del Santo, but that's okay. That's fine. What's wrong with El Hio Del Santo? eh? I'm saying, you're going to get Fishman. Unfortunately, you're going to get El Hio Del Fishman, but that's all right. You're also going to get your boy Shocker. Shocker is working? Shocker. And Ultimo Dragon is working it, too. I shit you not, no... Not Dragon Kid, no son of Ultimo... Ultimo Dragon announced for... Martina's Entertainment on April first. I think you're going to that show.
0: Yeah, and Cycle Clown might be there. Although I, I would think that they would have announced that by now. you think Game Changer got him because it's going head to head with the Game Changer? Oh yeah, he's doing the mask for his hair with. uh,
1: Oh, that's right. He's on the world. Doctor Wagner. Wagner. Yeah.
0: Man, what the fuck? I'd rather him be at
1: this show. That sucks, but. Martina's Entertainment, yeah. Yeah, that, that was, like, your favorite uh, show, WrestleMania weekend, that one time you went. So. No, that
0: show rocked, man. And it was authentic lucha. Like, you know, ring announcer in Spanish. Fucking, I was the only person there. Like, me, Rob Viper, and uh, oh, Mark Hitchcock. And, and you know, we, that was, like, we were, like, the only fucking gringos at the show. It was, like, the, the it was authentic all the way. It was a tremendous experience, and I would definitely go again. It was a really good show. There was a ton of great talent on it. Um. You know, uh Humberto Carrillo when he was Ultimo Ninja. Uh um uh, that's the show where LaParca almost died right in front of us. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Uh Pentagon was on that show. Um just yeah, it, 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 the show was loaded. Um yeah, so um the other dude in NXT, uh the guy I've been putting over for years. Um in part of Santos Escobar's crew, uh, not um, DJ
1: Z you're thinking of,
0: Oh, no, no, the other guy, uh, what the fuck is his oh, NXT Santos
1: name? Escobar or whatever. Yeah. But I no, the other his... guy, the other oh, guy, shit.
0: I, I can't remember, <laughs> uh, his NXT name. I can't think of it. Um,
1: uh, he well, he's Legado del Fantasma, right?
0: Yeah. Legado. Yeah. The third guy, what's the third guy's name in his NXT name? Um,
1: Oh, Mendoza, Raul Mendoza.
0: Raul Mendoza, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, because I don't remember what he was working as. How many times did at... I guess
1: Santos Escobar in the same? I said it like three times. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I kept saying Santa. Is, is- Are you sure it's Santos Escobar? Yeah. Because
0: Raul Mendoza, I, I couldn't remember. I don't remember what he was working as in, in on that show in 2016 or whatever it was, because he didn't work as Jinzo either. He worked as. Or maybe he did work as gen- the point is that was a it was a really great show with a lot of great talent and that Martinez promotions always loads up their shows with great talent. Uh, so it
1: looks like they were in Benbrook, Texas. So they were not in the same place. Right. I don't know where Benbrook, yeah, Texas is, but this sounds- is not. Do you have
0: that card or no? Oh
1: shit! I just closed. One second.
0: That's all right. It's not that.
1: Um, do you really want me listing the name of a Lucha Libre card? <laughs> I don't think you do.
0: I went to that show at Ghost of Kenyones too. That was
1: oh nice, yeah. That's a hell of a crew. Yeah, yeah, you had a great crew there.
0: Uh, that let me see Martinez. Let Pulse Up. some. Uh,
1: Did you guys drive a few uh, Luchadors to the show or no?
0: No, we thought we were going to have to, but we ended up we didn't. They they all had rides. Oh, here I got it. Here you go. Um, listen to this fucking. No, that ain't it. Shit, I thought that was the show. Let's see. No, these are from uh, yeah, because Violento Jack was on that show,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he was one. I think he was in the uh, match with uh, Parker, right?
0: Mm, I thought he I was, don't think, I, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, uh, here it's
1: Ultimo Ninja. Uh, it was Parka, Ultimo Ninja against Pen- Pentagon Jr., and Violento Jack. Yeah,
0: yeah, that, that that's, that's sounds, the match. Uh, yeah. That sounds right, yeah. Um, yeah, so. That that I it, anyway, if you're coming to Texas, I wouldn't sleep on that shit. I you know make make sure you you get get the lineup, but that has a chance to be one of the better shows of the weekend. They always do a good job.
1: A Friday in Arlington, man. I mean, I maybe 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 post up in Arlington. You got Martinez, you got Texas Mania. You gotta get some good stuff there in Arlington. Yeah, it's it's it looks like a pretty fun weekend. So far, so good. Uh, I many a weekend, obviously, we'll keep you updated at Voices of of all the the cards and all the new announcements and all that sort of stuff. But uh, I'm I'm. I'm I'm pretty pro. WrestleMania weekend looks fun this year, so we'll we'll definitely see. There's some fun stuff going on here. I think Texas is a pretty good region to have it happen as well. Um, I know for for your purposes, you can drive everywhere, which makes you very very happy. Yes. Yeah, a who does no, not like no, public no. transportation? You just want to drive from venue to venue, and and I think you can do that pretty easily.
0: Well, if people think they're going to be hopping on fucking trains to go, yeah, to Portland, Texas infrastructure not the,
1: quite there.
0: <laughs> rent a car if you uh, you know either. Unless you're staying at the WrestleCon hotel and just going to all of their shows, or you're staying wherever Game Changer is and going, you're going to need a car. Yeah, there's no doubt about that.
1: Um, yeah, a lot of people think you can get away with. It. I know that happened recently at All Out, in um, where people are just like, oh, "I'll just like take public transportation and Ubers everywhere." And I'm like, "All right, like Hoffman Estates is <laughs> very far away from the city, so like you don't." And everybody was stranded. Remember, for there was all those tweets going out. That like half the venue was stranded waiting for Ubers outside of uh, the Now Arena, the former Sears Center. Because it's like, yeah, no, it's just like a random suburb with not that much going on. Like you're not going to be able to get uh, a lot of Ubers at, you know, 1 a.m. to go to Hoffman Estates. So, yeah, be, be prepared for that. R- rent a car, guys. So, yeah. We got to yeah, get a rental sure. car sponsorship. and so We can put that over. We can talk to uh a-
0: Speaking of sponsorships. Yes.
1: Let's do that, Joe. All right. <clears throat> you know what time it is. The big game, Joe, but I I don't know if my bookie found some way to do this, if there's some weird thing going on, but we don't have to say the big one. Sunday's big game. It's written right here, Super Bowl, so I'm just going to say it.
0: It says it on the
1: read. If okay. my bookie gets sued, that's my bookie's fault, not my fault, because your team might have missed the big game this year, but not for you, Joe. I was going to say the read is wrong. They don't know I'm doing this show with a Rams fan here. That's right. Jeff Hawkins, shake them ropes. It's, it's, the, uh, it's the voice of wrestling bowl. You got shake them ropes versus uh, the flagship. It is. That's a big game. I, I, this is a weird, so I, I, I have like very little rooting interest in the NFL, but a lot of times I, I'll like root for new teams or teams that haven't won in a while or teams that are kind of cool or whatever. I got to say, this is the first Super Bowl in a long time that I'm like, you know what, either team. That's fine with me. Like I the Bengals have suffered for a long time. That'd be cool for them. The Rams win, that'd be cool too. It's you know, I don't have to root against Brady. I don't have to root again. I mean, this is a fantastic Super Bowl here. So um, so I'll I'm gonna say this read, even though it does not apply to you or Jeff Hawkins or any of the Rams fans or any of the Bengals fans. But your team might have missed the big game this year. But my bookies double deposit bonus makes sure that you won't, with tons of exciting prop bets to choose from. There are hundreds of options to make this your most exciting Super Bowl party yet. And yeah, prop bets are, if you have never seen Super Bowl prop bets, they are another level altogether. There, there are normal prop bets during a game. What is this guy going to do? What is that guy going to do? You know, what, what, you know, how many yards, how many points, how many this, how many, you know, that sort of stuff. And then there's Super Bowl, which is, I mean, you can bet, I mean, quite literally anything, right? <laughs> like, I mean, pretty much.
0: I'm going to tell you, you want me to give you one prop that I like? for Yeah, next? yeah. What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> Um, I will pull up the exact odds, but it's will Snoop Dogg smoke a blunt on stage at (laughs) halftime? This is a real prop. Okay.
1: I got some some good ones too. Okay. Keep going. If you have a few more,
0: I'm going to put. go ahead and read yours. I'm going to pull up the odds.
1: These are all on my bookie, by the way. We'll we'll tell you how to get this double deposit bonus in a second. Okay. This one. And I'm very curious where this one they think is coming, but I, I like it. Will there be a full moon, parentheses, bare ass? Okay.
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: No, parentheses, bare ass shown, minus 1,300. Yes, parentheses, bare ass shown, plus 550. Yeah. Now, you can influence this one. You can go to the Super Bowl, (laughs) bet the yes, and get out there, run on the field, and and. And do your full moon parentheses, bare ass. You just have to hope that the cameras catch it and you'll get tackled immediately. But
0: Yeah. They've they've pulled a lot of the props, including the will Snoop Dogg smoke a blunt prop.
1: Oh, but they have a new one though, I got that, that which I, I was, was going was to Snoop bet Snoop Dogg on, related. Yeah, go ahead. Uh will either announcer say faux shizzle?
0: Mm, Minus
1: five hundred on no faux shizzles, plus two fifty on faux shizzle.
0: I noticed that they took off all of the props pertaining to the cause they also had they also had uh who will be the first performer to speak or sing a word, you know, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Snoop Dogg, or who's the other guy? Uh I can't remember who the other person I forget, is. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar, maybe? Does that make sense? I don't
1: no? know if yeah, it would make sense. I don't I I forgot I if he was actually him, on there. Okay. Uh
0: there was the Snoop Dogg Will He Smoke a Blunt prop. There was the Will Snoop Dogg be wearing Rams paraphernalia? That was a prop. Okay. Will Eminem be wearing a Lions jersey? Was was a. Funny
1: oh, oh, interesting. Okay.
0: They seem to take them all off, but they do have this one. How many times will Chris Collinsworth say, "Now here's a guy"?
1: <laughs> I saw that. I think I'm gonna slap that.
0: So you could take over five and a half times for plus one twenty
1: five. I haven't watched a lot of NFL, but when I have watched the NFL, Chris Collinsworth likes that phrase, so I like yeah. that one a lot. That's a good bet. There's some real good bets on the low end here. There, there's one that I think, I think I might throw a couple bucks on. These odds are pretty. I don't know.
0: See, I wanted to, I wanted to bet no on Snoop Dogg smoking a blunt, because. I don't think the NFL wants that. No,
1: that's pretty – yeah. That's on
0: their air. So he would have to go into business for himself <laughs> if he was going to do that, which which
1: he could do. He could. He's kind of a corporate guy these days. You know, but don't, the don't let no, him fool you. But.
0: The no option was cheap. It was only like minus 170, and I was definitely going to bet that, but it looks like they pulled it. I think they pulled all of the halftime show props because they may have had their rehearsal, and now people might know shit.
1: Oh, the smart money has come in? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I think that's why the the halftime props are now gone. They were there a couple nights ago.
1: A good parlay here. Uh, Will the broadcast show Stafford in a Lions jersey? I mean, yeah, right?
0: Wait, what's that one?
1: It says, will the broadcast show Stafford in a Lions jersey? I mean, of course they will.
0: I like that. What's the odds on yes? Plus 150 on that. That might be a good play, like in a graphic or something. Yeah, Yeah, of course,
1: going to show a graphic of like amount of wins in Lions jersey, right? Like amount of playoff appearances, zero. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna, of course. That's like one
0: of the that's one of the big storylines that they have going on here. That he came from. Yeah, so I would think that that's a very good bet. Yeah, for entertainment purposes only. Of course, of course, okay. For units, units.
1: Uh, Will Jackson Mahomes post a TikTok during the Super Bowl? Everybody hates him, right?
0: Can't stand them, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's minus one forty. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, over under for NFTs shown during halftime. Oh, jeez. Wait, the the odds are the same no matter what. Uh, over three point five is minus one twenty, and under three point five is also minus one twenty. So, hmm. Uh, will Will any halftime performer enter in an Impala?
0: very specific. Oh, yeah, well you mean you'd have to play no, right? I mean, you'd have to. What's what's no? It's got to be long odds.
1: Yeah, the impala is no is plus 130.
0: Yeah, an interesting one I saw was what song will they open with? Okay. And you have to think like like, like, what would you think they'd open with? California Love
1: or? Um, probably nothing but a G thing or, or something like that. They were all yeah.
0: on there. There was like, yeah. There was oh like man, I gotta find that option. one. I'm into that. Yeah, it seems like they pulled that one down too. But you got to be careful with that one because you, you you're going to be tempted to pick one of the big ones, but they might save that for the for right, the end
1: right, 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 right. They might go uh, next. Next episode is a good choice too because you got a bunch of the guys on it. Yeah, I don't know. It could...
0: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, they go deep cut. They bring exhibit out. We do what's the difference, you know? Why not happen? And you
0: know, you could bet on the actual game as well. You
1: can bet, yeah, the game as well. You can. I bet. don't know why uh, you'd
0: want to do that.
1: Yeah, when, when you, you got all, all, all this shit, shit. why the hell would you bet on the game? But you can do that. So uh, sign up at mybookie.ag now. Use the promo code Voices to have your first deposit matched instantly, so you can get in on all the action we just described of Super Bowl Fifty Six. Man, I hope they got this cleared. <laughs> For the record, this is what we're reading. This is what MyBookie gave us. NFL, don't sue us. Sue my bookie. Uh, The only way watching the biggest game of the year could get any better is to get paid doing it. And my bookie gives you everything you need to do it from betting the opening coin toss to the length of the National Anthem. Super Bowl prop bets are a great way for the entire party to get some skin in the big game. And now with MyBookie, they're giving you the chance to call your own shot by submitting. Whoa, here we go. Submitting your own Super Bowl prop bet to be featured on the site for the big game. All you have to do is comment on the MyBookie Twitter uh, Twitter account, which is at MyBookie, to get your prop bet featured. So go to the MyBookie, at MyBookie on Twitter, and give them your wild prop bet there. So we, we've we've brought up a few right there. That would be pretty good. They took down the blunt one, but maybe you can get that one back up. But uh, yeah, don't miss out. Uh, head to MyBookie.ag and double your first deposit up to $1,000 uh, using that promo code VOICES. Place your bet and get ready for the unmatched excitement Of the Super Bowl, bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.
0: You know, they have these adjustable props too. Like, uh, for example, passing yards at least. Okay. So the line for Joe Burrow is 278 at minus 114. But if you don't like that number, you can drop it to 268. And then, you know, you're going to pay more of a premium. It's minus 333. Or you can jack it up. If you think Burrow's going to have a big game, you can move it to like, 348 and you get plus 166 on that so you can do that for like any player for any stat you know same thing like rushing yards you can grab you know cam Akers or joe mixon and you know they have the line where it's set but then you can move the line it's going to move your odds but you can set the line wherever you want okay that's cool so there's a million ways to bet the super bowl and get creative with it you know, I saw this was not my bookie, and this is no longer part of the ad read. No, so that, that
1: that is done. On. Mybookie.ag promo code voices w first deposit Super Bowl. Okay, done.
0: Okay, so let me tell you this story. I saw on Twitter the other day. I don't know what site it was on, but somebody found a Super Bowl prop bet, and it said, "Um, I want to make sure I get this right. It was, oh yeah, it was over under on total number of players." That will complete a pass. And the number was set at two and a half. So basically you're betting on, will there be a third player that will complete a pass? A punter? A backup quarterback? Right, somebody
1: gets hurt maybe, you gotta bring another guy in. Okay.
0: Right, That, but it was one of these adjustable lines where you can move it around. And I guess they let it slip through the cracks. And the Oh, better,
1: people put two...
0: The better was able to move it to one and a half.
1: Whoa, no.
0: And he he got the bet because that's a lock. I mean, because you're gonna get, you know, both quarterbacks. I would assume that half.
1: both quarterbacks will throw so, a pass at some point, yes.
0: So they fucked up and he adjusted it down to one and a half and he put big money on it. And the tweet that I saw, and I'm gonna try to find it, said that they took it, but then they took the they they they, they accepted his bet. They're honoring his bet, which I'm surprised that they're honoring it. And but then they pulled the prop down. Oh yeah, they don't. They don't
1: have to honor that. They could really. I mean, it, it's gambling. You know what I mean? Like everybody, you could you just take it away and say, "Fuck." It. Are you no, kidding no,
0: me? I that. know of I know of people in New Jersey who they did. They do so. They've done so well. They're not allowed to bet these sports right. books. Do whatever they want. Right. They, yeah.
1: Exactly. They run the show here. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. not fair. <laughs> no, it's not fair. No, it's not because they run the fucking show. And if you don't like it, well, they have some guys you can meet that'll uh possibly convince you that what. They in New Jersey, you
0: have like. to have like the card, and you have a number, and yeah. and like these guys are getting capped at like $50 bets now. And these are big time gamblers. And so they have to use other people to put bets for them. Yeah. These books will fuck you over. So I'm very surprised that they're letting that guy, that they're honoring that guy's action on that bet. Cause you know, whatever he bet, I hope he bet everything he had in his bank account on that.
1: Basically. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it's free money. So, um, I'll try to find that tweet, but yeah, my book, he has all kinds of adjustable fucking lines and shit like that. But, uh, it's, I'm, I'm not going to bet on any of it because it, I'm too invested. So I, I can't have I can't have the stress of, of worrying about winning the game on top of the stress. Now, if that blunt play comes back up, I'm playing that because I do not think Snoop Dogg is going to light a blunt during halftime. I think that was easy money at minus 170, but we'll see. You know, my bookie had odds on who Tony Khan's mystery man was going to be tonight.
1: I saw that, yeah. Um...
0: They pulled it down earlier today, but it was up all week. And I'm curious because now don't tell me anything. Okay. But but then word came out that there might be two mystery people on the show. And I'm curious if my bookie is gonna pay that out if there were two people mystery people on the show, and they were both among those choices. Right. So I know at the time Keith Lee was the favorite. He was like plus one ten. Um but they had Will Ospreay, Jay White, Johnny Gargano, Athena, um Stan Lane. uh, Sean McMahon. That's oh, said. Sean
1: McMahon. Okay, Th- but they think said, they did. They Sean think McMahon. they couldn't call him Shane, or that was just an error. That
0: I think it was a typo. It yeah. said Sean McMahon, and it was he was like plus twenty five hundred or something. But uh, but they pulled that down too. So if you do have a my bookie account, or if you sign up for one, always check that wrestling tab because yeah. there's there's always all kinds of wrestling shit. Um,
1: and you guys are pretty close to smart money. If you're a listener to the flagship podcast, you're pretty smart. Mean. Yeah, you're pretty
0: smart. Yeah. Though. Like, I've I've won a lot of wrestling bets on pay-per-view matches. Like, I remember I won on uh, Moxley versus Kojima. Like, if you're a wrestling fan, you know that there was 0% chance Kojima was winning that match. So, I just put my whole bankroll on Moxley. And shockingly, Rich, I still sat there and sweated it out. Like
1: <laughs> You gotta, yeah. You never know.
0: Like, when you have that much money on it, it's like, oh, God, would Tony Khan do, do something crazy here? You know what I mean? But then it's like, all right, there's the fucking... What is whatever he calls the DDT? He calls it different things in different companies. Whatever he calls the fucking gimmick. What does he calls DDT in in AEW? Uh, the
1: Death Rider or something. No, that's the new Japan. Paradigm
0: shift. Paradigm. Death Rider is Japan. Yeah, yeah.
1: I only know the Death Rider because it's a cool name. So. And
0: then there's paradigm shift. And then what did he call it in WWE? Fucking uh. I'm dumb. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't
1: remember. Maybe it was the paradigm shift. We are not the moves, guys. No, we're not the moves, guys. I know Death Rider, and that's all I'm gonna know. So. At least I got one out of it. But uh, nice plug for the uh, NFL intelligentsia as well. Flagship patreon.com, You and uh, Jesse previewing uh, the Super Bowl where you get uh, Joe's very bizarre way that he watches the Super Bowl, not just this year, but every year. Uh, you think that's bizarre. Well. I mean, for some people, it would, it, they would consider it bizarre. Um, yeah. I don't I necessarily mean, think so. I mean, I, I've done that for many times. If I don't get an invite, I'm like, cool, I'll just watch it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. So.
0: I mean, I would – okay, I would go to a Super Bowl party if the Rams weren't in the game.
1: Yeah. Like, oh. Okay. Okay.
0: I see. But if the Rams are in the game, oh god,
1: no, no. If it's your team, forget that. I'm
0: no. not watching with casuals. Are you kidding? They're going to say dumb things and piss me off, especially
1: and- the Super Bowl. Man, there's a. I have a family member that invites us to Super, and I don't even care that much about football. You know what I mean? But like, I go, and like most of the people there have like zero clue, and they're like knitting as the Super Bowl is going on and stuff, and like. <laughs> Yeah, it's a rough one with like super uber casuals. It's tough. Like if a bunch of my friends invited me over, yeah, I'll go to their house and watch whatever. But like uber casuals, that's tough. They're talking the whole time They're You know, if you really want to watch the football game, which. Uh, clearly you do with, you know, your team in it. Like you can't yeah. you can't go with casuals. Or like, oh, turn the commercial. Oh, is that a Doritos commercial? They're talking about the commercials oh, like, shut God. the fuck up. I don't care. I don't care. They're like, Oh, I think the Budweiser commercial was better than the Doritos commercial. Shut up. <laughs> like,
0: or just making uninformed comments right, about right. your team while they're playing. And
1: Nothing you don't you don't have the time up. to correct them. There's no time for that, no. you know?
0: No. And you no, know, it would just be irritating. So I can't, I, oh, are they a terrible passing team or what? And it's like, you haven't watched the game all year. Stop talking. <laughs> right,
1: please. You're, you're, you're pissing
0: me off. I I couldn't imagine. So, no, it, it, that'll be a solo endeavor on Sunday. For sure.
1: But, uh, NFL intellig- uh, Intelligentsia, $5 tier, flagship Patreon.
0: We went two and a half hours the
1: other Damn. day. Damn, well, yeah, there's a lot to talk about Super Bowl, man. And broke reviewing- down the
0: conference championship yep. games, and then we previewed the Super Bowl. And then, of course, because it's me, we did like an hour on fucking off-topic bullshit. We, 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 we broke down Bob Ryan's teeth. So there's a little teaser. Ooh, Bob Ryan. i ended that.
1: I've interviewed Bob Ryan before. so
0: I, We brought that up. We, we I knew you were going to name him. Hopefully you were nice. Hopefully so,
1: you we were well. nice to my man, Bob Ryan.
0: I, we just said how he's got gnarly teeth, but at that age, who cares? Yeah, like, right.
1: He's Bob why would Ryan. You, who gives a shit? Yeah.
0: Why would you go to the dentist at that age? Like, <laughs> no. who gives a shit? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you lived your life. Yeah, he's like, earned that.
1: that. He's earned that, for sure.
0: I don't want to go to the dentist now, let alone when I'm 80. It's, it's a horrible experience. So, you know, I, I can't blame him for having his... Fucking, you know, his teeth, he has the teeth of like, remember, uh, remember, uh, Doink's fucking midgets at the Survivor
1: Series?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Remember that one with the fucking pointy yellow teeth? Like, look at that. Oh,
1: yeah, which I think that was, I think it was Stink, stink, but I don't remember which one. Two in the stink,
0: one in the pink, or whatever the fuck his name was. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: think it was Stink that had the terrible teeth. Terrible
0: (laughs) teeth. That's like Bob Ryan's teeth at this stage. He looks like fucking. Stink, or whatever whatever clown that yeah, was. Yeah, I forget
1: which one it was, but yeah, it was... It was I, th- I think Stink was the one.
0: Uh, were those the same guys that Lawler used as his fucking little midget kings running um, around? In I bet they were. I
1: think a few of them were. I don't know that all of them were.
0: Not a dink, obviously, because that's Tiger. Yeah, that's Tiger,
1: Tiger Jackson, Jackson, who rules, by the way. Tiger Jackson's awesome. But, um... As far as minis go, he's he's pretty damn good. Um,
0: he was. A, he was the, yeah, very... Prominent one for recently, sure. It
1: recently appeared on a Spring Break not that long ago. So, uh, really? oh yeah, break. he did. Yeah, he was yeah. biting
0: asses and everything. Mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I remember that.
1: I think one of them. Was tell L- we don't have a lot of topics left. No, yeah, one me. of them was Little Louie. That was Queasy. I've been able to find yeah, that out. Yeah. I'm, I'm desperately. I know these are the ones I know off the top of my head, and I'm desperately trying to figure out who these other men were. Okay, um Cheesy. We do not know who Cheesy was. Queasy was. I just said that, right? Oh, Little Louie no, and we don't know who Sleazy were, uh, was either.
0: That must have been the one with the teeth.
1: Yeah, so that was the Royal Family versus the Clowns R Us.
0: Oh, so, so they, couldn't, they couldn't
1: have faced each other. That. Yeah, they couldn't face yeah. each other.
0: That's dumb mistake.
1: But uh, Pink um, was a man called Mighty Doom, also known as Pink. All right. And then Wink was Bad Boy Buck.
0: Let me see if I can pull up the teeth on either one of also these Also
1: known managers. as Bad Tad Boy. P- you can't. I just checked. Right.
0: Oh, there's no Bad Boy Buck? Ah, oh, man. Giving it a shot anyway.
1: Go for it, yeah.
0: I got a 1999. Oh, match. I think it's. I think it's this
1: man. No, dude, it's 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 definitely. Oh no, they, these are some decent looking teeth.
0: On which guy? Bad this boy Buck
1: is Bad Boy Buck. Yeah,
0: he's got some matches on YouTube. Oh yeah, there you go. You can watch Bad Boy Buck versus uh, Joe Kid from
1: 1999.
0: Okay. He doesn't look like the guy with the gnarly teeth. No,
1: I don't. I, I'm looking at his. Unless he's gotten teeth. Oh, no. He looks like he's got pretty normal teeth, so.
0: Yeah, it must be the other guy. All right. Stink. Good for Bad Boy Buck. Yeah. All right. There you go.
1: That is uh, He's sorry. on
0: cage match Bad Boy yeah, Buck. Yeah, yeah, he's got a bunch of stuff there. 48141. Sturdy fellow. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: exactly. Right? He's a sturdy fellow. He's a
1: sturdy fellow for sure.
0: 48141. <laughs> he's also worked as Tadpole Buck. So there you go. He doesn't have anything after 09. So so
1: I had a, um, I had somebody that wanted to bring me to a, uh, uh, there's like a minis show around here. And I didn't really want to go because, like, I, I, and it's probably okay, but I don't want to go because I know like everyone's just going to be there laughing the whole time. And the people that invited me were like casual wrestling fans. And I thought about like, would I ruin it by being like, guy who talks about the in ring work of the minis type of guy. Yeah. Like I don't want to be that I don't want to harsh the vibe where everyone's like, oh and I'm like, that guy's a pretty good worker. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's a good hurricane run I mean I laugh all you want. That's a pretty good hurricane run So you know I don't want to be that guy. So I, I did not uh, I did not go to the show.
0: Did you know this? Did you know that um uh, following that Survivor series, they did pink and wink versus cheesy and queasy around the loop.
1: Whoa, really? Huh?
0: Yeah. How about Aye. that I mean yeah they went on the road with that tag match I I guess cheesy got left out and the it, they didn't bring cheesy it was uh pink and wink versus queasy and sleazy so so they didn't book cheesy and obviously dink was getting booked with Doink So for some reason, they didn't like Cheesy. They went with uh, Queasy and Sleazy. (laughs) And they faced Pink and Wink on the loop following that Survivor Series. I had no idea they took those guys on the road, at least for one tour. So in Sacramento, was it the opener? No, they worked in the middle of the card. They worked right before Diesel Bob Backlund for the title. Interesting. And you know what? I'm looking at these cards. No doink, no dink. That's unbelievable! Wow, they took Pink and Wink versus Queasy and Sleazy on, <laughs> on the road. On the
1: road, uh, without... while Doink
0: and Dink had the week, had like the month off. <laughs> Isn't that weird?
1: That like, is weird. Yeah, they weren't like really accomplished wrestlers either, so that's kind of strange. Whereas you know, it's a, you you understand Doink and Dink at that time, you know, yeah, they're they're you know, Dink is a, is a long time mini, you know, wrestled all over the world, and, and Doink at that time was I think Apollo, right? Wasn't that Ray Apollo? Um, at, that, At point, that
0: time, I don't know who it was, but whoever it was, it was, yeah. I think but it was I Apollo, mean, but yeah,
1: it's kind of crazy that, yeah, those guys got the <laughs> month off and stink stinking pink and wink and tink and all the yeah, are, are wrestling all over the loop, so good for them.
0: How about this show in the Meadowlands? Aldo Montoya versus Steven Dunn. Henry O. Godwin versus Bob Holly. Pink and Wink versus Cheesy and Queasy. Duke the Dumpster Drosie versus Timothy Well. Wow. Bull Nakano versus Alundra Blaze. Diesel versus Jeff Jarrett. Undertaker versus Tatanka. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Okay.
1: Oh, go. thank God. I was like, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and we also had Lex Luger and the British Bulldog versus Bam Bam and King Kong. Oh, a
1: little what allied, yeah, a little allied powers.
0: If Bret Hart and Owen Hart wasn't on that yeah, show. Yeah, what a
1: brutal show that is. But at least you get to see Bobacano, I guess. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: What a horrible
1: show. Oh my god. Yeah, things got kind of rough there in uh 94-95. So.
0: Yeah. Let's see if Nassau got the same show. Yep, same lineup. <laughs> same lineup.
1: <laughs> it's so egregious, too. Like imagine it. like thankfully there weren't like super fans like there are today, like as much. So, there probably was nobody that went to both, but like today. I was
0: just going to say that there was definitely people who went to both. You
1: like think? Your, I don't think so. I think that's your like your newsletter new
0: readers in the New York area. I think they did. Oh, yeah. To WWF been,
1: 1994 house shows.
0: Yes, Rich, I've been deep diving uh, message boards for Joe Vember to remember, like old archived, not even message boards, what the, uh, like news groups. Yeah, and shit like, like new, that. yeah,
1: like news groups on the uh, internet, news groups and whatnot. Yeah.
0: You'd be stunned what I'm unearthing. In fact, you could find out uh, by uh, subscribing to wrestling.com slash Patreon, $5 tier, November to remember. because I'm going to work a lot of that into the shows coming
1: up. But uh, yeah,
0: man, there I guarantee you there are people who went to both of those shows and then wrote into Meltzer and Keller to complain that they got the
1: same <laughs> show. Timothy over. Well versus who? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. There's one show here where it was Wink versus Cheesy. So somebody needed the night off and they went with a singles match.
1: <laughs> God, just take it off the show. Nobody needs that. Wink versus Cheesy. <laughs> a, big, a main event in any building including uh, the Nassau Coliseum, <laughs> apparently, so. Yeah. Um, man, wow. All right. Let's uh we'll, we'll get some retro stuff. If you're, if you're into retro wrestling, you're going to get that at the end of the show here. Uh but we'll we'll, we'll take a brief break here uh to go over Dragon Gate. Triple H's favorite promotion the late Triple H's favorite promotion, Dragon's Uh he yes. t- I think he tweeted the other day though, right?
0: Uh yeah, from
1: well. <laughs> it was allegedly. like the most generic, like let me see what we it was. Don't know. Um
0: They went to a play. They oh, he went to, went to
1: Ham- he went to Hamilton and said, absolutely awesome show with so much talent.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Three
1: exclamation points. So. Allegedly. Allegedly, yes.
0: Why is there no Mark pick with the cast? Yeah, I
1: know, exactly.
0: Why is there no pick with his lovely wife with his I arm know. around her? I know, yeah. Very mysterious. Awesome
1: show. <laughs> yeah. Who sees Hamilton now? Like, who just saw Hamilton? I guess he's been busy. He's been busy the past few years. He's got some time to really... Uh, he got
0: nothing to do now. But
1: probably, probably watching his Dragon's Gate and watching his Hamilton, so good for him, but... Uh...
0: Isn't Hamilton still crushing it, though? Oh, like, yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure... I, like, again, there... If any human hasn't seen Hamilton yet, they've now you're probably in like people watching it their fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth time. You know what I mean? Like the people that were gonna see it are probably going back and seeing it again now because it's been so long that they.
0: Some of those shows run like like Cats ran for like thirty years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Great if you can get that for sure. There's always new people coming to town. There's always new people visiting and 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 whatnot. Or yeah, like I said, people that saw it four years ago and said, "Fuck it, let's go see Hamilton again."
0: Yeah, yeah, like you, you, you grew up in Chicago, but growing up in New Jersey, we would get commercials for Broadway shows because you know we lived right there, and we got all New York stations. That cat's commercial, and they never updated the commercials. It's the so same we were one, getting, yeah. Well,
1: we got a cat. We, don't worry, we had a cat's performance here that that played for a long time too.
0: Yeah, but it was like. They ran the same, they ran the Cats commercial from 1982 until like 1997. Like the same, like there's no way it was even the same cast anymore, but they were running the same commercial for fucking Cats and all these other shows. So I don't know. But yeah, I, I would have been more comfortable with accepting that Triple H saw that show if he took a picture or something. Yeah. Him
1: all him dressed up, Stephanie in, yeah. her, in, her, in her best, you know, all there watching Broadway, you know, hanging out, you know, getting a, that would have been great. But we didn't get that. Yeah. But uh, Dragon's Gate, a lot of stuff going on in his promotion here. Uh, we have a new unit, Joe. R.E.D. is no more. Out with R.E.D., in with Z. Bratz. Ugh. Are you into Z. Bratz?
0: I mean, I've been watching the Dragon Gate as we've been doing this show. And I'm right now currently watching the Kai versus. Uh, not FK- cyber, FKA kong.
1: cyber kong yeah no what the no fuck longer. is
0: yeah. his name now yoshida yeah,
1: yeah
0: um so i'm wrapping up my uh catch up here uh zebrats yeah i don't know um their colors are are yellow and and black so i like the color scheme uh who who are the members am i gonna get spoiled on something it's okay oh uh, no 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 no. i think was-
1: all the members were established at the beginning it's it's pretty much the same as red so there's no
0: um, angle after this title no match? uh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, you're not nothing okay. that's gonna i I'm not gonna spoil anything. That that's gonna okay, happen okay. Here. But there is an if, angle
0: because let me just say this. There's no chance on earth I'd watch Akai versus Yoshina. <laughs> so hold there better be an
1: angle. Uh stick game. with it. Stick with it. You'll, you'll Okay. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, you could probably. If you want it, you could turn it off. It's uh, up to you. You gotta go in anyway. Just just let it run. Just let it run.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna let it run. It's almost over. So yeah.
1: who are uh, the uh uh Z is Hyo, uh SP Kento, BB Hulk, Diamante Kai and Shun Skywalker. So Shun Skywalker, obviously the big part of, of the new Z brats, yeah. uh, and that's why e. Red no more because Shun Skywalker is in there. A few other guys we'll talk about have left. So it's 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 a lot of the Red guys plus Shun Skywalker. They are now the Z brats. So yeah,
0: because Masquerade is no more.
1: Masquerade at the at the show is is no more because uh, Doy is rounding up the troops for one of his new units. Uh, as well, I don't know if we have an official name for that unit yet, but so far, it's Kota Minoru, who on that show that you're watching, this, this the Korokan from this week, uh, yeah. accepted Doi's offer. Doi and Kaito Ishida is in Doi's new unit uh, as They're well. They're still building it. Still yes. Building. And Jason Lee, who is Minoru's partner, not all the way into it yet. He has, yeah. he has watched his Dragon's Gate tapes and goes, I'm not shaking that motherfucker's hand. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Doi's yeah. turned on me for sure. Screw you. I'm not joining your unit, bro. Like, so... Uh, yeah. so far he is unaffiliated. Lastrella also unaffiliated, uh, right now. So, a big we're unit. in the middle of the shakeup ups Yeah, so a bunch of shakeups going on here. Uh, uh Dragon Dia and Yoshiaka, uh, unaffiliated as well. Um, and they're gonna team together now in the future. So, the the used to be Dragon Dia and, 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 and you know, whatever, and they're gonna be, you know, teaming now. Um,
0: yeah, Dragon Dia came back in on one of the, um, last month's shows without the mask. He's got a skateboard like he's Cora Jade, and, um, he is fucking collecting belts. He beat SB Kento on that show when he came back as the big surprise. And then the next night in Corrigan, Dragon Daya and Yoshioka won the Twingate titles too. Yep. So big push for him when he returns unmasked. He wins belts on back-to-back nights. And they don't have a unit yet either, right? No,
1: they're, they're unaffiliated right now.
0: So there, a lot of this still has to shake out. Now, what I love is Shun Skywalker is still wearing the masquerade shit. Yes,
1: like which he, which Ho Lun pointed out. He goes, "Why is he still wearing purple if he's in red?" And then then he came out later and he's still wearing purple with the Zebrats. And, and Ho Lun's like, "Why is he still wearing purple?" So I'm gonna tell you why. Yeah, because it's but it's crazy.
0: That's why. Yeah, and
1: it's, it's it's it works in the story. It's not him being lazy. It's not Dragon Gate saying, "Ah, sorry pal, we didn't make you new pants yet." Shun Skywalker hasn't let it go. yet. He's like still kind of thinking. Yes. It's like, bro, it's over. Like you made it over. Like it's over because of you. What are you doing? It's over, man. Like it's done. But it, that's that's a great story they're doing there. Yeah. So if you didn't catch that, uh, if you're watching Drag Gate and wondering, man, why is Shun Skywalker? Why? He looks like an idiot. He's wearing purple or whatever. That's part of the story is that he he still can't quite let go, even though he's the reason it all just got destroyed.
0: It's also just his descent into madness. Yeah. I mean, he was going crazy towards the end there. The match where they did the turn, well, they did the turn in the post-match, but the match where they did the turn, they wouldn't even tag with him. Like, they wouldn't, he, they, like, he would try to tag out and neither guy would want to even tag. Like, they want nothing. Yeah, they had their, his
1: ba- their backs turned to him and stuff, so.
0: Because he's gone progressively crazier and crazier. And then after the match, he joins, well, R.E.D. at the time, who hadn't. Changed their name or disbanded yet, or, or kicked the other guy, Aita, and the other guy out. So, um, so then he joins, you know, R.E.D., and then they turn on Aita, and but he's still rocking the masquerade aesthetic, right? Because he's fucking nuts. Like, I, 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 he's been so interesting throughout this whole thing because he's just, uh, you know, and 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 I don't know necessarily that whatever his final form is going to be is done because he's just unstable and he's crazy. And, you know, you, you just don't know uh, what movie he's going to make, especially since there's so many other people who haven't really shaken out. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if this is his permanent destination.
1: It's, no. It's... Yeah. It, that's the, the vibe that I got right now from, from Dragon Gate and, and obviously listen, listen to open the voice gate uh, on the voice wrestling podcast network. Cause they'll break this down extensively as well the 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 idea that i have is a lot of these units still feel untenable like like zebrats yeah. feels untenable it feels like a lot of people that aren't going to get along long term you have no idea where Shun skywalker is going to go like yeah he'll eventually embrace them but do you really trust that guy in the long term like probably not you probably shouldn't uh kai is you know quote unquote the leader of zebrats but i mean man with sb kento there like it seems like like that's not going to yeah. last forever so it, it feels like a very interesting right now in dragon gate where yes there is these new units but none of them feel n- no unit really feels safe right now um in 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 dragon gate you know maybe natural vibes but even that is you know feeling like it probably has 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 outlived its its usefulness and i guess high they're, end like, is... they're like
0: the new they're the, like the new jimmies where they just never go yeah
1: yeah they're fine like high end is is at some point you assume high end is gonna go but they might just be stable enough because it's just like dudes that just you know there's not as much you know thing with high end they're just a bunch of guys that just go out and wrestle you know what I mean like there's not as much stuff but yeah Zebrats feels very untenable at this point uh, well even
0: the new Doi thing where he brought these guys together it's like he's not (laughs) it's Doi but it's like he's not really the leader Minora is so there's kind of like Instability there at the top, too.
1: Yeah. And he's breaking oh. up a tag team with this unit, too, because Jason Lee yeah. is like, Yeah, I don't know if I really want to join this thing. And, and Doy's yeah. other, uh, the menorah is like, Yeah, sure. I'll join. <laughs> like, it sounds great. It sounds awesome. Let's do it. So that's, but, yeah, yeah, that makes it untenable. But too. the
0: younger guys are all being positioned as the real, as like the, maybe not necessarily the leaders right now, but the, the true leaders. It, it, it's all very still unsettled right now yeah. with all of this. Um, the match just ended. So I'm watching Kai talk shit to yoshida uh they're shooing him out of the ring so what am i going to get a challenger here is that what's gonna happen <sighs> you
1: to know like- honestly i yeah. don't remember um i watched uh, it a I few days balanced. ago so i, I don't remember uh,
0: diamante rules like he came back and I-, I love the way that guy carries himself i love the way that he wrestles Um, uh, they've got themselves a nice find with him
1: oh yeah yeah and as a body guy he's got a nice nice build you know what i mean he's
0: i guess here shoon is wearing the it does he doesn't have the mask? I think
1: he. Uh, yeah, I think he did eventually get the the brats yeah. thing. But again, it, it feels it feels gear. untenable. Again, that's the best way I can say it.
0: Yeah, he's he's full Z brats gear here. Okay, maybe he just needed
1: a new. You know, he needed an official thing to say. All right, no, never mind. Now I got something. <laughs>
0: so we got the title celebration. We fast
1: forward. Joe here. watches Dragon Gate from six days ago live. <laughs> What's
0: going on? So, oh, God, we're getting a CyberKong promo.
1: And I may have turned it off after <laughs> I don't remember.
0: Now, he's hitting the bricks. Uh, who's this now? It looks like Doi is in the ring.
1: This is his terrible boys. Radio. I'm not doing this anymore.
0: This is fantastic radio. I don't it's know what you're saying. So, now I have to watch this because I got these... Uh, I got this note from Case Lowe. He says, "Look, you gotta. The post match is more important than the match, so I want to see what happens here. Am I gonna have to bury Case if nothing happens here?"
1: I'm trying to remember. Maybe I closed out bef- before I finished it. So
0: maybe because now it's Doi in the ring with his new with his new dudes, and obviously I can't understand what they're saying.
1: No, you do not. Right? Japanese, nor you know, also you you did. Um,
0: and there's only like. A minute left in the file, so if something's going to happen here, it needs to. Ha- Are they going to invite Yoshida into their group?
1: Oh, I, yeah. Never mind. Is that what happens? Uh, uh, not necessarily. He invites himself into the group, and uh, they disagree.
0: Oh, and they're like, "No, you stay."
1: <laughs> yeah, they're, they, that I okay. remember that now. He's like, "Yeah, I think I'm ready for your group," and they were just like.
0: I, no. th- that was that was probably hilarious banter if you understood. Yes, happened. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He was just like, ah, I, I think he said something about I'm macho, I deserve a place, and they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no. Alright, that won't be. And then I think he's just me. very upset. I think he's just like very depressed yeah, about it. He storms it. out. He yeah. storms out he's like, hey, I am more than happy to join your new unit. And they're like, ooh, <laughs> about that yeah, yeah, yeah no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So here's what. So <laughs> what had happened was, no, I mean, we don't really want you. Um.
0: Yeah, so there you go.
1: Um, Case says you know the post match was intended to be watched with audio, ideally. So you you let Case down by now.
0: Ah, uh, we picked up the gist of it.
1: <laughs> got it there, yeah.
0: We uh, yeah we we picked up what they were laying down, you know. So we got the idea. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so they they re- so he's another guy without a home then. too. Yeah, so.
1: yeah, a lot of a lot of people need homes. So should be a lot of yeah. fun. Uh, anyway, will always we'll keep an eye on Dragon Gate uh, moving forward as well. But uh, v- open the voice gate. Uh, if you want to listen to extensive Dragon Gate thoughts, also voice the rest i of Case Low, the aforementioned Case Low, uh, review you know, every major Dragon Gate show.
0: It's time to push Ben K again. It's been, it's been uh, a I'm while. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. He's got to get rid of that haircut, though. He's got, like, the Pete Rose bowl cut.
1: <laughs> it's a, not a great haircut, yeah.
0: He gotta, he's got he got to get, like, a mohawk or something and, and look badass again. I don't he like that the haircut,
1: there was the he, There was the weird bald period where I did not like, but then he had that badass haircut for a while, man. It was just yeah. like... Kind of a crew cut, but not... I forget exactly what, how to describe it, but it looked good. It was like, yeah, that's a world champion, and yeah. He doesn't
0: he, look cool now. No, so he does
1: not. He does not.
0: That could be by design, since he was been depushed a little. Maybe it's like, we don't want you to look too cool, but he's going to have to get a new haircut. Right, time for
1: time for Ben K to be cool again, I think.
0: No doubt about it. Yeah, no, he's got a terrible haircut right now. What do we got left on this? On this uh, we
1: got here? left... We got two retro topics, but before that, Joe, I do need to let you know that support... For the flagship podcast is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. Yes, Manscaped is back. They're the best in uh, in men's below-the-waist grooming. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you flagship listeners. 20% off. And free worldwide shipping. Worldwide shipping there with the code FLAGSHIP20 at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, because they said 4 million men all that sort of stuff. That's 8 million balls, Joe, that have been shaved by Manscaped. The Performance Package 4.0, and it's an absolute game changer. You get the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, a brand new lawnmower from the folks at Manscaped. The Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, and let me tell you, Joe... When that thing arrived, I opened that box up. I went, okay, new trimmer, the b- the ball deodorant. We'll talk about that in a sec. I saw that ear, nose, and hair trimmer instantly unwrapped that thing, working on the ear. Does it work good? Nose. It works great. Yeah, I hate My, nose I hair. Haven't
0: un, I haven't unwrapped it.
1: It's oh, good. I hate nose hair. It annoys me. I, I yank it out. It hurts so much. I hate nose hair, and I trimmed all that shit. It's gone. It's good. We're ready to go.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna use that tonight.
1: Yeah, ear hair, ugh, annoying. Shaved off, gone. Get out of here. Yeah, no time for any of that stuff. So that's
0: pesky the ear hair. You try it's, to get in there with, you get in there with
1: a straight razor. You always nick yourself. Oh, it's the disaster. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. But yeah, so the lawnmower 4.0. don't get me wrong, very good. Enjoyed that. Have used it now. Very good. The, the crap preserver ball deodorant, great. The crap reviver toner. The boxer briefs. Literally wearing them as we speak. The boxer wow. briefs. Travel bag to hold your goodies. All that stuff. Good. That weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, I'm telling you, an absolute game changer. So there you go, um, you get all that stuff. Advanced skin-safe technology, waterproof, LED spotlight on the lawnmower 4.0, uh, also waterproof, so you could say goodbye to that mess on the bathroom floor. You can do it in the shower uh, as well. So again, 20% off plus free shipping with the code flagship20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Just make sure you use that promo code flagship 20 unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. There you go.
0: That's a floor mat that thing to catch the hairs? Wait, what? I never put that together. You said you said you put the floor mat down to, ca-
1: to no, no, catch no, no, the No, 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 I just said it's waterproof. There's no floor mat. What floor mat are you talking about?
0: Oh, cuz it comes with like that newspaper gimmick, but I think it's just a gimmick. Yeah,
1: I mean you could you could funny. certainly use it that way. You could use the I just
0: thought of that cuz you know, TLB gets mad at me cuz she's in there she's like, "Oh, you're fucking all your ball hair is on the floor She's sweeping you know But if that thing acts as a mat Then that you know
1: then- Yeah no but it's I- waterproof I said the trimmer is waterproof So you just do it in the shower Just shave those balls in the shower man What are you doing?
0: That was a terrible TLB impression First of all that sounded nothing like her yeah. Second of all she, I don't think she's ever said the F word
1: Oh she's a good, good girl?
0: No, no, no. She says other words. Oh, but, okay.
1: <laughs> but not that word.
0: Like She would never say, like, fucking, like, someone from Jersey like I just oh, did. Oh, I like, see. Uh, okay, okay. Fucking hairs on the ground. Like, yeah, no. So that was a terrible impression of her all around.
1: But uh, I like the idea of her sweeping up your ball hair, as if there's enough to... That, that happens, though. <laughs> that happens. Sweep yeah. up.
0: She's in there sweeping up the hairs. Yeah, it's... yeah.
1: I, I, I won't lie. I get in trouble for some stuff. I, I got hair stuff. She's just available. like, why is there hair everywhere? And I'm like, I don't know. It's impossible to keep track of this stuff. Yeah. I'm a very hairy man, you know. There's only so many things I can do. All right, anyway, anniversary. One of the biggest events in wrestling history, Joe. 34 years ago, last week. Yes, we have to go from last week because we're so out of topics, but this is an important one. 34 years ago, Joe, 33 million people watched professional wrestling on a Friday night. Can you believe that?
0: I can. I there was I was other, by
1: the way, there was other things on TV. Yes, there was. Uh, movies existed. Uh, during those times, uh, people yeah. went out to eat uh, in 1989, um, or 1988, I should say. 88. Yeah. yeah um, we'll get to 89. There's somebody. Well, uh, but still, regardless of all those other factors playing in, into it, uh, 33 million people decided, I'm going to watch the main event on NBC. This was a, a spinoff of Saturday Night's main event. It was on a Friday night. Drew a Nielsen rating of five, uh, 15.2 and 33 million viewers' records for American televised wrestling.
0: Yeah,
1: all for the big Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant match. Well, a rematch of WrestleMania 3. And, and I mean, honestly, one of the more iconic moments and in matches in, in, in wrestling history. I mean, just a, if you've never seen it, it's fucking great. It's like a, the, one of the greatest angles of all time, one of the greatest moments of all time. The crowd is molten hot the entire time. If you've never seen this, for whatever reason, you're listening to this and you go, yeah, the main event, uh, yeah. It really, you got, I mean, this is like, you have to watch this, right? You, you, you can't be a wrestling fan and not have seen this match.
0: No, you have to see this, yeah. This is double Earl Hebners.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if you, if you haven't seen a tier of spoil alerts for a 34 year old match, but uh, yeah. uh, Andre the Giant defeats Hulk Hogan because uh, a, uh, a Hebner walked into the ring and it was not Dave Hebner. It was Earl Hebner. But I think, didn't uh, the, the story for a while, I think, was that Ted DiBiase was so rich he paid for a man. They get a facelift to look like Dave Hebner,
0: isn't that what it Correct. was? Correct. He paid for a man to get plastic surgery. To and look then
1: like. that man ends up looking like Dave Hebner, which is a rough go. I mean, yeah, no offense to Dave Hebner, but like Yeah. It had to be a pretty penny from the million dollar man to, to to look to make myself look like Dave Habner, But
0: Right. That was the story though. It was uh yeah, he that that that, that DBAZ paid a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty ridiculous. Uh, uh, yeah,
1: that did not. I, I think they eventually, um, they eventually said that that wasn't the case, right?
0: Well, eventually, like anything else, it just was forgotten, and and there were and and Dave Hebner went into the office, and Earl Hebner was like Dave and Earl. Dave wasn't a referee after that. Or much longer after that. I don't know when he stopped ref. He may have
1: not been... I think that was it. I I honestly think that was it for him.
0: Because Earl was working for Crockett. Right. And they hired Earl to do this angle. And then I think that was it for Dave, or was that was it for Dave shortly thereafter? And then Earl was a referee from that point forward. But they... Yeah, like, for the rest, obviously... They didn't try to say he just became Earl Hebner. It wasn't some guy who got plastic surgery to look like Dave Hebner after a certain
1: point. So Uh, it says here. So I'm looking at the uh, says W F magazine used a fictional backstory to build sympathy for Dave by claiming he was continually victimized by Earl's uh, evil misdeeds committed in Dave's name since their childhood. So they got rid of the plastic surgery thing and then just said, okay, sorry, that's just his twin. But his twin is evil and does things. He does evil things in the name of uh, of Dave Hebner, which is interesting. But uh, I didn't even realize this, too. It says here, uh, Earl came clean and he was the referee when Randy Savage won the tournament final at WrestleMania 4. I don't... Did they plan that, or did that just happened, or like I don't know? They, I guess, at that time they did think about things, so maybe that maybe they did actually. They
0: did, but they also just conveniently forgot stuff too.
1: Yeah, right, right. I don't it, think that like him counting the pin for Randy Savage to WrestleMania Four was was him definitively putting the Million Dollar Man behind him and moving to the Good World or whatever. Because I think he just became a referee pretty quickly thereafter. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I like so, that idea if that if that was actually the plan, but. Uh, yeah, that was that was the main event. Uh, again, if you have never seen that, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely have to go watch it. It's on Peacock. It's on WWE Network. Make sure you go watch the main event. Just, a, I mean, one of the hottest crowds you'll ever see. These people that will you, know, you get these people all the time that will be at some show and take like you know a video and be like, "Whoa, the pop for Liv Morgan!" It's like that's not a pop. Like. Yeah, that's that's two thousand people cheering. Like that's not a pop. Like go watch the main event if you want a fucking pop. Like now, the Market Square this... Arena is rocking the entire time. It is literally about to destroy and, and implode on itself because the crowd is going so nuts the entire time. And
0: I've heard bigger Hogan popster in that era too. Yeah.
1: Like,
0: yeah, that's not even like the biggest Hogan pop. Like you got to go to like nineteen eighty six Boston Garden house shows, and you you will hear thunderous Hulk Hogan pops. Um. You know, I'm 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 looking at this now. This has to be the most viewed WWF match of all time, right? Because 33 million people watched it live. Yeah. And I'm sure the match peaked higher than that because that 33 million is the average for the show. So I'm sure there was a minute during that match where there were maybe 50 million people watching, probably. right?
1: Probably. Yeah, probably.
0: Because as soon as the match was over, I'm sure everybody turned it off. Um and I'm sure you know, with Savage and I can't remember if Yeah, Savage and Honky Tonk Man.
1: Yeah, it, it wasn't the main event, by the way. They had a, they had another match after it. Um,
0: well, Strike Force and Heart Foundation. But what happened was they ran out of time and and it was only uh, uh, part that signed off before that match was over. Yeah. But Savage and Honky Tonk Man, I can't remember. That was before. That,
1: that was before the, the that opened the show. Yeah, that opened it. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I'm sure that that match was well below the 33 million. And it built up to, I'm sure Andre Hogan peaked way higher than 33 million. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, and then oh for average sure. for the, so that without question would have to be the most viewed WWF match of all time. Because then you toss in the people who have watched it over the years. No other match peaked that high with viewership, obviously. And, um, you know, the Andre Hogan WrestleMania three match. Okay. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, there's ninety-three thousand people there, and then you know, it in however many bought the pay-per-view, it doesn't even appra- and then you know, even factoring in all the fans that have watched it since, I I think oh nowhere near yeah this Andre Hogan match is the most viewed WWF match right of all he, time. even
1: even using their bullshit numbers you're still uh, a couple yeah. a couple many million short of, of where um. Where this match was. So. Now, this is
0: interesting because I never knew this, and it's the first thing I'm gonna do when we end this show. It says the strike force Tart Foundation match was still in progress when NBC signed off. Uh in 2014, when WWE Network uploaded this episode in its on demand section, the ending of the match was added in. Oh, interesting. To no so clue. you're probably
1: gonna have Vince McMahon signing off then, right? Or or I forget who was doing commentary on this signing off. I think it was Vince. Uh, signing off, and then yeah, I wonder what you're going to get afterwards. Are they doing commentary, or does he sign off and just it goes silent for the last little bit? I'm I'm very curious on that.
0: All right, let me tell you something. Ten year old me who didn't get to see the end of that match, and I was looking forward to. I mean, now I get to
1: see the end of that yeah. match. Yeah, little little smart Joe is probably like, "Fuck, come on! Like, who's going to win? Yeah, yeah. You're I was like, annoyed. come on. <laughs> and Strikeforce won. You know, that's a big time match for the Strike Force. So you know, yeah, that's.
0: I went to bed not knowing who the tag team champions were. <laughs> right. Okay, so in those days, you got to remember, you couldn't look it up on your phone.
1: No, you're done. You're done. When are you going to find out? When are you going to? I mean, maybe on superstars this weekend, they'll talk about it. Maybe, maybe. The next
0: time the only you would find out the next time Strikeforce or Heart Foundation had a match, you find out who had the titles around their waist. That's when you found out. So it's like I had no clue because I would never watch this on the network. Right. I never did. Well, maybe I would. I don't know, but I never did. I didn't know that 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 matches in its complete form. Yeah, that's form. cool. That's, that's
1: news cool as to hell. Me. Yeah, there you go.
0: So I'm gonna watch that because I have you know I I recorded that as a kid and I watched all three of these matches a thousand times, but which is probably why I never bothered watching it on the network because I'd seen it so many times. I had no idea I could see the finish of that match. That's really cool. So, um, yeah, it was those three matches. Now Savage. I think in the build to this, there's a Saturday night's main event with Brett Hart versus Randy Savage. And that match rocks.
1: Yes. Yeah, there is. There is. Yeah. I, I forget I, what I, number Saturday night's main event I could, I could probably find it. If we, yeah, I, I do remember in my, when the network first started, I was like, I'm going to watch every one of the Saturday night main events. And most of them yeah. are horrible, <laughs> like really, really bad shows. Yeah. Uh, but I do remember watching that match and be like, Oh my God. Yes. Like, you know, and you know, it Savage comes out and Hart comes out and you know, both these dudes are, cause these are the guys that I love. In this era, because yeah. most other guys are like, "Dude, I'm not working really hard." I mean, my my bump card and all this sort of stuff, and I, you know, who cares or whatever. But these two dudes, you know, like meticulously plan this entire match out because it's Randy Savage, Brett's a nutcase, Savage is a nutcase. So yeah, they just go out there and have a really, really great match.
0: Savage does Chris Masters level leg selling in that match, if I recall. So
1: I think you're right. Really- yeah, I haven't seen it in, again since the network launched or whatever in twenty. So or and. Th-
0: it- is is this Savage Honky Tonk Man? Is this the one where Honky Tonk Man shoves down Elizabeth?
1: Um, or is no? That
0: might be the post match of the Heart Match.
1: Yes,
0: it's one or the other. Yeah. There's they do an angle where Honky Tonk Man shoves Elizabeth to the ground, and it they they sell it like he fucking, like he beat up Mother Teresa. Like it's just it it, and the crowd wants him dead. I can't remember if it's this show, or the Bret, or the or the Bret Hart match where Honky Tonk Man does that, and then they hit Savage over the head with the with the guitar because Elizabeth is trying to stop them from hitting Savage with the guitar.
1: Yeah, yeah. And oh, I'm yeah, kidding. yeah. And, and she says no, 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 and then he shoves him down and then hits. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really. And really McMahon
0: cool. goes mental, and the crowd goes mental, and uh, he put his hands on Elizabeth like they, it's just unbelievable <laughs> how intense that is. Remember when wrestling
1: uh, was good? That was really cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, WWF was a really good company. even though we it hate it, it? And here we are just talking about how, you know, as children were watching I mean, every second of it meticulously. so
0: Yeah, that was February fifth, 1988. So this week. How many years ago? 34. Yeah,
1: 34 years ago. And actually this, this, it works a little bit as well, because last week is the anniversary of the main event, too. Uh, which a measly 19.9 million people watched. Uh, Total bomb. Yeah, an absolute bomb. The mega powers explode. That was, uh, of course, the uh, you have got Wonder Eyes. <laughs> you know the great... Gets the, the, the Twin Towers. There. Yeah, gets the Twin Towers. You also get Hulk Hogan fucking up live on TV and saying, "Give me the tizime, because he's a fucking carny. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love him doing. Car- if it's you've never tizime. seen, if you've never seen the clip, yeah. it's it's Hogan yeah. back there with Miss Elizabeth, and he's like. <clears throat> he's just like sitting there and he's like uh tell me the tizim, brother and, and then someone just goes like or like you can't hear what the guy says yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden a goes no <laughs> don't let her die it's the best. <laughs> right. i don't know why she was dying he's like don't let her die <laughs> you know, just give me the tizim. <laughs> You fucking party. Why are you? Why are you? Why are you speaking Carney in 1989? What are you doing? Because he's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, I guess that answers question. <laughs> Give me the tizz <laughs> If you've why? never seen the clip of the main event two unedited, it is. I
0: don't the, think I've seen that. The
1: live. Give oh, you've never tizzle. seen the live broadcast? Oh my god! You will die. It is the best thing ever. It is the best. Give
0: me the on <laughs> Oh, so good. There's no reason to use Carney and that's <laughs>
1: No, no. <laughs> oh, so good.
0: Oh, it's phenomenal. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: It's the, the business is the same. This is when the business was the best.
0: You know? Seriously, it's so, so much better. It was better then.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was definitely. But, uh, yeah, so that, it got an 11.6 rating and, and only 19.9 million. I was fascinated yeah. by this earlier. I don't think there's an anniversary to this. Well, I guess at some point there'll be an anniversary to this. But uh, the main event three, yeah, Ultimate Warrior, Dino Bravo in your main event. But but more importantly, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage facing each other with Buster Douglas as the guest referee, yeah. which is a fun, interesting story there. Where Tyson was initially supposed to be the special guest referee, but he got his ass knocked out in the Tokyo Dome a couple weeks prior.
0: Yeah, John Longo still owes me five dollars for that because Uh-oh. he bet me he bet me in fourth grade that I that Mike Tyson wouldn't lose his title within five years, and I took that bet and he never paid me to this day. What an asshole! And I'm going to New Jersey in March, and let me tell you, I'm going to look him up because he owed me five dollars.
1: <laughs> Ding dong! <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, never paid with interest, paid me with five interest
1: $5. man. That's going to be a big return. on I just
0: want to just slap me that five dollar bill, and I'll be. happy. I've been thinking about that. Since that like he just So
1: you didn't bet specifically Buster Douglas, you just bet that he would lose to somebody in five years.
0: No, we were talking about boxing at fucking lunch, you know, and Mike Tyson. This is when he was just destroying everybody in 90 seconds. And I don't know how it came up, but he but uh he said he, you know, that he's gonna hold the title for however many years. And I'm like, I bet he loses it within five years. And he said, I'll take that bet. And we bet and we shook on it and everything and bet five dollars on that. And uh yeah, he never paid me. Because he lost it, like, two years later. It's, it's Yeah. Buster Douglas.
1: But uh, so. I didn't realize that this main event 3, uh, 20 million viewers. They actually got a lot, a little bit more than the uh, main event 2. 20 million viewers still in 1990.
0: I would have never guessed that. I, yeah. I wouldn't have thought they were still that hot.
1: I was surprised. Time. Yeah, by 1990, I feel like the bloom was off the rose a little bit. It's February 1990, so I guess you're getting... Because 89 was hot as fuck. I mean, 89 was just an insane year for their business. Uh, but by the time uh, the main event 4 rolls around... 15 million
0: people ah, cancel them
1: good god well and then they did then I think the, <laughs> next one, <laughs> the next one then uh i think aired on uh then they started moving stuff to usa or whatnot and 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 yeah i don't know it uh did they not air the
0: when, there was another one that was the one with uh yeah one of them
1: was on. Uh, I, w- I forget what other ones there was one i thought that was on usa but maybe i'm wrong I think, you know, I think they called it something different than when they did. I, I don't remember exactly. There's
0: a main event five here that says. Yeah, uh, I guess
1: that one was also on NBC. I think that was the last one on
0: NBC. I have no recollection of yeah, this. Yeah, I'm looking at this, all. too. This
1: one got 10.6 million. Oh, we're deep in, like, the Iraqi sympathizer thing, which nobody cared about at this time. I was um, definitely
0: watching everything, though, still. And I don't remember this.
1: I don't think I've ever seen Ever. Yeah. I did not hear
0: this program. broadcast your 10.6 million viewers at the time the worst rating any wwe program had ever done on nbc um this was blamed on the exploitative sergeant slaughter yeah, yeah i don't remember this
1: yeah i don't remember this at all
0: well when i watched the end of that strike force heart foundation match i may as well throw this on if it's on the ne- i'm sure it's on the network oh, and yeah. then maybe it'll you ever think you didn't watch something, and then you put it on, you're like, oh, I saw
1: Oh, this. yeah, yeah. It's like two minutes in. You're like, oh, yeah, right.
0: Like, oh, it's, yeah, so that might be what happens there. But, yeah, main event, um, legendary, watched it a billion times. So um, that and Royal Rumble 88, that was my wheelhouse for recording shit on the VCR, mm-hmm. like 88, 87, 88, when I was VCR happy. So the Royal Rumble '88 was just a couple weeks before that, actually, before the main event, and uh, that one, you know, and Duggan won. He eliminated one man gang at the end. I must have watched that match a billion times, um, and this main event as well. But man, I'm I'm hyped to go watch the end of that match.
1: Yeah, something you've never seen before. You're gonna see in in, in 2022. So glad I was able to help you with that. And then uh, finally, uh, as we sign off here. Uh, patreon match of the week, flagship patreon.com, uh, voices of wrestling.com slash patreon, ah. patreon.com slash voices of wrestling. Uh, relevant this week. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit, but obviously, if you want to uh, watch the match, Joe, you have a nice little write up about it as well on the Patreon and also our Discord. You can talk about it there as well at voices of wrestling.com slash Discord. Uh, the original halftime heat uh, was the match of the week this week. Yeah. Very relevant with the Super Bowl coming up here. Uh, Mankind defeating The Rock to win the WWF Championship empty arena match uh, in Tucson. That's um, obviously the, the television business very different at, the t- at this time, but I am stunned when I read that this night, and I know that it did well. It got a 6.6 rating. Almost 11 million people turned off whatever the hell the Super Bowl halftime show was at this time, which I should look up uh, to watch halftime heat. That is wild <laughs> to me that they would do that.
0: Yeah, that would have been Super Bowl 33. That's so Broncos
1: Falcons, right?
0: Yep, let's see what oh. the Super Bowl 33 halftime show was. Uh Gloria Estefan, okay. sings with Stevie Wonder during the halftime show of Super Bowl 33. So, uh yeah, Gloria Estefan. So,
1: it's Gloria Estefan, Stevie Wonder and Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, were these three all at the same time? That's
0: And share. Huh. That's a weird That's
1: a lot of people. That's four people that I don't quite
0: Interesting. Halptime show, A celebration of soul, salsa, and swing.
1: Well, they, they did it then, I guess. That's okay. If that's what they were kidding. going for, All then. Those things. Then they did that. So, yeah. I think okay. I
0: had bad information. I don't see share on here anywhere. So forget share. Okay. But, so just uh, Big
1: Bad Voodoo Daddy, Stevie Wonder, and Gloria Stefan as well.
0: Yeah. But 11 million people turned that shit off and they watched The Rock and Mankind in a pre taped match, empty arena. And uh, that was Mankind's second and final, right? WWE. Now he won a third time, maybe.
1: No, he definitely won it a, a third, because he won in 1999 at SummerSlam. in A very bizarre so he had, reason he, that three. He, he won that match. And Triple H beat him the next night, so I don't know why they did that.
0: Yeah, he had three all together. But this was win number two. Yes. Because his first oh, yeah. win was the Tony Schiavone, that'll put butts in the seats. Yes. That was his first win. And this was win number two. This came – this was during their feud, you know, the the I Quit match.
1: match yeah, right after Royal the Royal Rumble. Rumble.
0: So I talk about it in the write-up, but they wrestled seven singles matches on televised singles matches between November of 98 and February of 99, and the title changed hands in five of them, starting with Survivor Series' uh, deadly game with the tournament final. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. And then, um, you know, this match, of course, which was the halftime of the Super Bowl which is the one that we did the uh for match of the week this week. And spoiler alert, you could probably figure out this week's match of the week because it'll still be it'll be the day after the Super Bowl. So um we're going halftime heat too. We're going oh, with- and there yeah. it is.
1: Yeah. So and that's actually an interesting discussion that I had is like why did they wait? So this this one did 11 million viewers. It was empty yeah. arena. You aired it you taped it after Raw, so it didn't it wasn't really any extra requirements. You had everybody there. You just basically waited for everybody yeah. to leave the arena and then taped this thing with the wrestlers that were still there. Or you could have done it before, but obviously you're gonna destroy stuff and do all that, you know. You'd wanna probably have it after or whatever. So all you need is a few camera guys, the the, the arena that you're still in. You air it during the halftime show, which again, what else is airing during the? If it's not the Puppy Bowl or whatever, there's nothing else yeah. on. And you got 11 million people. What the hell was USA like? Why in 2000 were they like, nah? We're gonna air, you know, the rerun of whatever the hell. They, I mean, who? Who? Nothing else is on TV. Have you ever nope tried problem. to actually not watch the Super Bowl for five seconds?
0: No, there's nothing on. There's
1: I mean, literally these channels. They, don't they even could try. have dial signals. They would definitely have like the end signals if they could. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Just yeah. the bars and just say, go watch CBS. <laughs> Don't you, even know, bother. Li-
0: you know, Lifetime, uh, occasionally Lifetime will try to do something. They'll do like a Lifetime movie marathon and try to counter it by trying to capture female viewership. But even that doesn't work. It's just you're going up against the fucking just a, a model. You can't you can't compete. So there's nothing on. But, yeah, I'm surprised they never tried it again. And for all these years, I was surprised because when I was researching it and doing the write up for it this week. In my brain it was always on MTV not USA. Why is that?
1: Oh interesting. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Because I think I associate
1: well heat. Heat, heat was always on MTV. With MTV.
0: Yeah. And I always thought that the halftime heat was on MTV for some reason, but it was not. It was on USA. And hmm,
1: then they I think I, I I kind of if you would have told me, I probably would have said it, it was right? on MTV too. Yeah, I don't know if that's like a Mandela effect thing, but I if, if yeah, if you would have said Hey, what channel is Halftime Heat on? I would definitely say MTV. And if you said USA, I would say, no, you're wrong. It's MTV. So Yeah, I thought
0: it was on MTV. Yeah, interesting. But okay. Apparently, it was on USA. Um, And they did it 20 years later. So Yeah, so spoiler
1: time. alert. You're going to get that on Match of the Week this week. It's Alistair Black. It's, man, listen to these names here. Yeah. <laughs> 2019 NXT. Alistair Black, Rick O'Shea, Velveteen Dream defeat the uh, team of Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's only three years ago. (laughs) Yikes. That could be 50 years ago. I mean, geez. But, um, yeah, so the first time ever I give away what the match of the week will be this week. So I'll do a write-up on that and have that up on Monday. Um, But, yeah, 20 years apart. Yeah, it's a good question why they never did it again. It was clearly a, a success. You know, it's funny hearing McMahon do commentary for it. And he's trying to sell wrestling because I guess they figure they're going to get people to check it out who don't normally watch. And he's like, It's Royal Wrestling Federation action. It's action. It's adventure. It's a soap opera. It's the Roadrunner. The Roadrunner?
1: <laughs> the Roadrunner yes. The very relevant Roadrunner cartoon in 1999. Yes. That... What does
0: he even mean?
1: I the don't road... know what... Like the
0: other ones I understand are right, action, okay? Yeah. Adventure sure uh soap opera of course everyone describes it as the old soap opera for men right and then he named a soap opera i forget which one he said i think he said days of our lives then he goes it's the roadrunner (laughs) in the mcmahon snarl and i'm like the roadrunner what i don't even understand what he's trying to say with that you know but uh What'd you think of the match? I mean, it's kind of goofy to watch. Back, yeah, right? yeah,
1: it's it's a weird one. I um at the time I remember kind of enjoying it. I don't know if I love it, but I I also kind of understand that it's just kind of a sideshow. And yeah. they've had so many matches at that time. You know, they had so many different matches, like, and and most of them were were pretty damn good. Like, because both those guys are really really good. It's it's goofy. Like, I don't know if I was a non wrestling fan that I would have become a wrestling fan by watching it type of thing. But I don't know. It's pretty good. The The Rock is very good in it. He's he's a comedy figure the whole time. Yeah. You know, they're hitting each other with popcorn. He's he's making quips about ice cream and stuff as he's hitting him or whatever. You know, puts him in an oven at one point. Uh, it's weird. I remember it being just super weird because it's like this empty arena, and then Vince McMahon, the you know, at this time the Mr. McMahon evil character. But he does like half and half. He's half Mr. McMahon. But then he's half like, oh, that's unbelievable. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? That like Vince McMahon yeah. announcer voice thing. Because he
0: thinks he's selling it to non-fans.
1: Right, right, right. So he's he's obviously like, I don't trust anybody else to sell this thing. I'm gonna right. do the commentary for this. Yeah. He's still kind of in character, but he's also still 1995. Roasting like, for the Rock
0: because they just did the angle with the right, Rock yeah. in the Survivor Series. Yeah, like, come on, Rocky, come on, Rock, give it to a Rock. <laughs> so it's yeah, like it's yeah. really weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they had Kevin Kelly and and Shane McMahon. At a broadcast table. Like. And they would. They would kept. They kept cutting to them too. But that was weird too. Because. Were we supposed to think. That they were at. A show somewhere.
1: Oh it's such a weird thing. I don't know. Yeah. they they it about...
0: during the Super Bowl. They're I not... know. They
1: talked about it between the sheets. And it was really weird. They're trying to present the fact. That like. They just happened to be at a show. Yeah. At that time. And then they're going to go to this other show. Where there is no people. And they're going to show a wrestling match from. It's very weird. It's like. Yeah. Why are you guys going through all this trouble? Just show an empty arena match. Cut that part
0: out. We don't need Kevin Kelly and yeah. Shane and, and Shane McMahon. That that was no one's gonna believe that you're at a show during the Super Bowl. First of all, and second of all, why are there television commentators there if it's not on TV? Whatever this show is that you're at, I don't know. It's very confusing. But uh, we've seen a lot of matches like this since then. So I, I know. Yeah, be-
1: I think it was it was unique at this time, like a yeah. backstage fight, and you know, it's mankind- almost like a
0: cinematic. match.
1: It was. It is. It is the one of the first cinematic matches. Yeah, mankind pins him via forklift, and there's like a camera on the pallet as it's coming down on the rock. It's really bizarre. It's just. Like...
0: Yeah, and you see them arrive like mankind. Like it's not a taxi, but he pays some jabroni to drive him to the building, and then the rock arrives in a limousine with Vince. Right. So you see them arrive at this building and then go inside, and like you're saying, the camera on the forklift and it's it's really uh, very similar to the all the cinematic stuff that all these promotions tried during the uh during the pandemic and i think watching it with those eyes especially if you're a younger fan who has never seen this it's just going to feel you're going to feel like you've seen a thousand matches just like this one just in the last year or last year or two
1: yeah oh for sure you know? oh you you definitely will yeah it will not be unique to somebody with 2022 20, eyes and who's been following wrestling over the last few years it won't. I don't think it'll do a great job of, of selling just how unique it was for a little while, uh, at that time. But yeah, it it, it was. I remember it being kind of fun. I remember it being pretty exciting and just different. And I, I definitely remember watching it during the halftime show. I forget where I was or watching. It. Maybe I was at home, but like I was like, turn this big bad Voodoo Teddy shit off. Let me watch some wrestling, baby. Let's go. I probably yeah. I probably was at some, I was probably at home. I think, and I probably just like went upstairs and was like, fuck you. I'm gonna watch the, <laughs> the wrestling for. Uh, the halftime and come back down when the game starts again If I was at my parents if I was at my friends I probably my fr- All my friends are wrestling fans we probably would have just Turned it on anyway regardless so Yeah um.
0: The uh I know we gotta wrap it up But rock mankind Where do you put that in the pantheon Of all time WWF feuds both in terms of the output and the overall importance, because it has to be super high.
1: Oh it, yeah, I, I would I would put it very high, uh, especially if you were watching at that time. I mean, it was it was the stamp of approval for The Rock uh, as he kind of yep. ascended. It's how The Rock turned heel and joined the the, and then the mankind thing was yeah incredible. I mean, one of my favorite moments of watching wrestling ever was him winning that title. You know, on that night where nobody believed yeah. he was going to do it. You got the you add in the factor of Tony Schiavone saying, Ah, if you don't know. And I, I was one of those people that was watching Nitro and he's like, ah, if you don't know, like da da. And I'm like, whoa, holy shit. I gotta go watch that. Like I didn't care that it got spoiled to me because it was such a cool moment. Um so yeah, it was it was really cool. Um yeah, it was a really, really good feud. It established the rock. I mean, the rock is probably not the megastar. Because people forget, like, yeah, he had he had gained some momentum in 1998. He had started to kind of do some stuff, and he turned face, and things were going well. But he needed, like, that that next leap up. And, like, when the Mankind feud was done, it was so good that he had to turn babyface again. He was, like, a face by April, and then would never obviously only go heel one more time later in his career. But, um, yeah, at, at, once that feud was done, he was so good in it that it was like, okay, this guy needs to be our top star, and he's your top babyface.
0: He was going to get there, but this got him there. Oh, for That's- sure. Yeah. And, and that was mankind's role. He did the same thing for Triple H.
1: Did the same thing for Austin, really. I mean, Austin was already probably established, but yeah, it's, you know, they'll, they'll, if you watch some random WWE documentary or whatever, they'll they'll talk about the Mario Night Wars and they'll show DX arriving and, you know, this and all these other bullshit things that had nothing to do. They'll show Choppy Choppy Your PP and that. Ah, well, we won yeah. the war because, you know, we had a, or Edgy TL Vision or whatever. Okay. It was irreverent. <laughs> right. It, fuck <laughs> off. Mankind is one of the most important people to them winning. Because Austin wins the title. The first feud he's in is with Mr. McMahon and, and Dude Love. Mick Foley, Mankind, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, obviously, you have the Hell in a Cell match. Mankind, Undertaker. Iconic moment from that time period. The Rock wins the title. First feud he's in there with his Mankind. Does that for four, basically four months, basically, with Mankind. Until yeah. he's ready for Austin again. And then Triple H... An absolute dud of a title. I mean, just the title reign dying on the vine until he, he links up with Cactus Jack and McFoley, and then they do that for like three months, and it, it, it completely gets Triple H ready for the rest of the year as well. So. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's no one of the most unquestioned key role players of, of of the Monday Night War. That does not get his his due whatsoever. It does just absolutely does not.
0: No, because he he only won the title three times and he held it like for days.
1: Oh, yeah. The Stop. first reign, I think, was 20 days. The next reign was like 25 or something like that. And the last one, like I said, was one day. Like he went in at SummerSlam yeah. and the next day is losing it to Triple H. So,
0: yeah. And because that wasn't his role, his role. This is why I, I always say about a lot of modern wrestlers, they should never win the world title or they're, they're, a world title reign wouldn't fit. Or if they do win a world title, they should lose it quickly. Because some guys just have that energy. It wouldn't have made sense to put the world title on Mankind and let him run with it for eight months. It just that wouldn't make sense. Now, you want to give him a a moment. That's fine, but then beating him quickly—that's the right move, you know. And I've talked about that with a lot of modern wrestlers, and people are like, "That doesn't," you know. But that—that's just sometimes that's the. There's certain baby faces who have that kind of energy. You know, that's why Dusty Rhodes never had an extended NWA world title run. It's like you want to see Dusty win it, right? But I don't know if you necessarily want to see Dusty hold that title for three years. Okay? Dusty's better in that chase role, and then you get the big moment, you know? And then there's a come down from that. That's why I thought Kofi should have lost the next day. They shouldn't even have had him hold it uh, until uh, they got to Fox. Like, Kofi Kofi was done the moment he won it, you know? And 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 you know, what happened bared that out. He wasn't over as champion. You know, he has that same kind of energy too. That Mankind, Dusty Rhodes. Um, I think Darby Allen and Evolve had that same kind of energy. Um, where eventually I think Darby should have won the Evolve title, but I don't think he should have had an extended reign. I mean, it just didn't fit who he is. You know, these guys are underdogs. That's their charm. That's what that's why they're over. Yeah. Underdogs don't have long sustained title reigns. That doesn't fit. So, um, anyway, that was uh, Mankind for sure. I mean, you nailed it with 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 his role in the company at that time. And I really do think the Mankind Rock feud that's got to be top five. I mean, you know, in terms of important feuds in the company. I mean, drawing money is a different thing, and that drew that drew money too. I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. um, you know, you could factor that in. But yeah, that's a pantheon WWF feud: Rock versus
1: Mankind. Oh, great stuff. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of those matches are good. I mean, the Royal Rumble match is pretty horrific to watch these days. Like, it is real. That's a real tough watch, uh, that one. But a lot of the other stuff is the stuff in between there. A lot of it is really good. The Survivor Series match is good. St. Valentine's Day Massacre is really good. Uh, Halftime Heat is unique and different. The Royal Rumble, if you can deal with a guy getting, you know, battered (laughs) with a fucking chair by the rock. Like, there's that. That's good. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in 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 that feud. So, um, yeah, important role there. But, uh, all right, we did it. Three hours in the can. We are done here on the flagship. So, um, yeah, that's it. Uh, MyBookie. Obviously, MyBookie.ag. Promo code, uh, what did I say there? Voices. Yeah, promo code Voices. Get in on that Super Bowl stuff. Double your first deposit. Uh, also, Manscaped. Flagship 20. HelloFresh. VOW16. HelloFresh.com slash VOW16. Promo code VOW16. All that stuff. Uh, Patreon.com slash Voice Wrestling. Flagship Patreon for all of our stuff. $5 tier, $10 tier uh, for all the extra content as well. And then VoicesWrestling.com. Uh, and our Discord as well, VoicesWrestling.com. Discord if you want to join uh, the conversation. So for Joe Lanza, I'm Creech. We'll talk to you next time on the Flagship Podcast. Take care.